Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie so uh, my name is alvaro rodriguez i'm the screenwriter for the last rampage as a writer to me I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, you know kind of horror genre, thriller, or action movie, or kids movie, or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of, um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family-centered in, in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, 
get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Houston, uh, maybe I should use this one. Should I use this one? Yeah. The wireless one? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to tap it or swipe it? Or? Is it like a Google, Google microphone? Boy, what a fuck up of a start of a show. <laughs> the auxiliary know. cable there wasn't in. And Thank you, Houston, Texas! <laughs> Dan, guess what the first word uh, said on the moon was? Uh, probably Houston, right? It was Houston. Yeah. It was Houston. <laughs> yeah, even the, even the people on the moon got the city right, yeah. <laughs> that guy shouting out from the audience is re- referring to a fact that could have otherwise been lost to the ages. <laughs> If it weren't for your diligence, sir, the Woodward and Bernstein of the fucking Houston show, uh, that during the Q&A that preceded uh, the show, I, having driven three hours from Austin to Houston, thoroughly enamored with every city in Texas, as I always am, uh, particularly ones with Alamo draft houses, I referred to Houston as Austin. In, a, in, in the, the equivalent of an 80s sex comedy. <laughs> I just c- called out a different lover's name. Uh, I love you both. Uh, I love Houston even more. Uh, and then... There's a lady in the front that cannot... She is compelled to remind us that we are in Katy. We are technically in Katy. I imagine it's like, you know, I'm from Brown Deer, Wisconsin. It's Milwaukee, but it's, I'm the, it's the, it's like a, I'm sure Katy is like, it's a suburb of Houston, right? But no one, no one wants to, no one wants to feel like they're in Katy. Everyone was like, <laughs> clearly like Katy was like, whoever, whoever came up with the idea of calling this area something other than Houston was a giant asshole. <laughs> That was either dodging taxes or uh, exploiting uh, uh, workers. I, I don't know what the history is, but uh, I, no one's going to call this place Katie. I swear to God. I promise. We're in Houston. Uh, and sometimes Austin, if you get me drunk enough. All right, Houston, Texas. Uh, some trivia about Houston, Texas. Aaron? 
Yes. The typewriter was invented here. Did you know that? By, by Neil Armstrong. <laughs> he, he, he got off of a rocket ship and he was like, Houston, we need a device that I can write, use to write a letter mm-hmm. to tell you we don't have a problem. The moon looks great. I can't wait to get back to Houston. Uh, <laughs> guest comptroller Aaron McGathy, everybody. Uh, Wes Anderson was is from Houston, which I found very surprising. Lance Hendrickson? Uh, Wes Anderson. Oh, Wes Anderson. Fuck that. <laughs> I thought I was all excited. Les, Lance Hendrickson. Holy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> Wes Anderson. I mean, all right, fine. Is he's not here, is he? Yeah, he's in he's in this podium. He's in a he's in an adorable pink uh hand-drawn diorama. Is it twee? It's very twee. All right. You, you cool? <sighs> you look yeah. very nice tonight. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll edit all this out. What do we refer... It's a, like, the people are listening. They're like, I just started cutting the carrots for my salad. Hurry up. Do your show. <laughs> now so. it's a segment called Shadow Puppet Theater. Whoa, look at that. Whoa. For those of you listening, there's an amazing shadow puppet. Um, uh, uh, Facts about Houston, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's on the uh, Houston River, uh, which runs from (laughs) Dallas to the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. Houston was a port city founded by travelers who were selling pelts and spices Ah. to the Houstonina Indians (laughs) of Texas. Uh, this, this is reading like the shittiest fifth grade book report right now. <laughs> All right, Dan, I know that you did that you prepared this right before class, but go ahead. What would become Houston, Texas began as a cowboy hat store <laughs> next to a cattle trough uh, where you could slake your livestock's thirst or mm-hmm. fit it with a custom hat. Yeah. Um, as soon after that, the local barber moved in. Back then, a lot of people don't know this, barbers were also the police um, <laughs> and dentists. Um, there was a famous shootout here at the Houston Corral uh, between a cow that didn't get his hat fitted properly did the, and a did dentist the... that thought he, he was in charge of, of, of the law. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 did you have something to say, Aaron? I'm on a, I, I, I was just curious with the with the barbers and the dentists. Were they were they carrying uh, instruments like true to their profession, or did they have guns like cops? And the then d- also a, a, d- a typical Houston dentist in 1900, which is when the city was founded, would <laughs> would have a, a, a as a as a as a as a deputy or sheriff. Mm-hmm. They would have a gun, where you know a six gun on their hip and a big hat made next door. And but as a dentist, they would have the dental tools as uh-huh. well. And there's a lot of famous stories. Uh, Billy the Kid, uh, the, the the he's famous for shooting uh, 59 people. 47 of those are Houston dentists. And it's not wow. because he was quicker on the draw. It's because they forgot they were on the clock and they drew like a pick instead of a gun. <laughs> Oh, and it's, just, it's a simple mistake. They were actually better cowboys than Billy the Kid. He wasn't that big a deal. Mm. He just spent a lot of time in Houston. Shooting innocent dentists. 
<laughs> innocent, talented, wonderful, law-abiding, quicker-on-the-draw dentists who made a simple fuck-up and paid for it with their lives and were reduced to footnotes in the history of some asshole who preyed on dentists. <laughs> Houston, Houston exists in the shadows of egomaniacs, tyrants, uh, uh, liars, politicians, vampires. They sit here, they weather the storm. Houston, that's why the uh, first mayor of Houston, Richard Dawson, <laughs> called Houston the city on the verge. That's what it's called. That's it. That's then you can see it on its license plates. Houston has its own license plates. It's the only city in Texas to have its own license plates. Hmm. As, uh, as of 1983. I heard that uh, that you that you know about the uh, the infamous Houston underground, the the oh, society God. under the city. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Uh, Houston is famous for having a city underneath itself <laughs> called Houston because it gets really hot here in the summer. Mm -hmm. And if you need to get your hair cut, you could die just walking from your house to get your hair cut. So they have adopted the practice that moles and ants uh, before them have adopted of staying underground to stay cool. It's no big deal. Yeah. Don't uh, shame them for it. They're an underground people. Well, it's, well, it was controversial because they're, they're taking up a lot of the, the city's resources. Well, the controversy is actually that they cheat. A lot of Houston is actually in uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. And they, they, they do, the, because they do this weird measuring thing where they, you can only technically, if you're measuring property, you have to do it above ground. And so they cheat. And uh, like, actually, Houston is 750,000 miles in diameter. <laughs> and a lot of it exists in, like, under Las Vegas and uh, Phoenix. And uh, and they use it as a tax dodge, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a big problem. Like, but yeah. it's sensitive, and you can hear these people. You can hear, I think you can hear their silence and their murmuring. It's because they're sensitive about it. Yeah, they know. Yeah, like they know that Houston is guilty of this, but at the same time, they profit from it. Totally, I heard that uh, all the highways in Houston were built by uh, Beyonce's dad. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, yeah. Hein Heinrich Knowles, your uh, <laughs> the third. He was a uh, former Nazi sympathizer turned 1940s uh, Houston engineer. He was at the forefront of the automotive revolution. He mm -hmm. designed a lot of what we call today's highway system. He started in Houston. It was a sort of a guinea pig city. Yes, yes, yes. I, again, you're shaming them, and they don't deserve it. They're a good city. They've done a lot of good for a lot of people, and you're bringing Sorry. up the terrible things, that they're mole people who were founded by a Nazi. Obviously, Houston is infamous for, 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 for danger and mystery and intrigue. I just I have so many questions, and because I know that you know so much about it, I just keep on I just, asking. Uh, just the, the typewriter was invented here. It's like, focus on the positive. <laughs> this is the first city to ever elect a three-legged uh, governor. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first city to elect a governor. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> they, they rose above the tyranny. There used to be a rule that if you were a city, you couldn't elect a governor. Mm. They used to tell you you have to elect a mayor. It's yeah. fucking horseshit. Yeah. Houston broke that wall down. Houston said, "No, we want a governor, and he's going to have three legs." That's all lost. It's all lost to history. Now you look it up, and it just says some crap about I don't know, mission control. 
It's just garbage. It's a bunch of NASA, big NASA politics. Yeah, as as somebody who's uh, who's planning on going to the moon, I mean, you're kind of this is this is a really important city. This is our this is our uh, the United States elevator to the moon. This city. I'm not using it, but you 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 you. you I mean, we don't we're not going to start. I mean, it's too you know the, the yeah. The, but have you heard about the you said moon elevator? Uh huh. You know about the. You guys know about the elevator uh, principle? Like, like, like somebody was telling me about oh, this. Oh, like, this sounds like uh, uh, breaking news. Are you, do you have a sound cue? Is that? <laughs> this sounds like breaking news. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's they. Uh, I'm gonna get this very wrong, but they. Uh, there's a. There's this principle that uh, rocketeers, I think they're called, it's space engineers, are are like talking about where it's like it's actually might be actually practical scientifically rather than launching things to and from the moon uh, to that we should build a space elevator. Because the physics work out that once the that gravity is a problem when you're building like towers and shit, mm-hmm. but w- if you commit and actually build a tower tall enough, it gets out into space, and then of course the opposite effect is happening out in space. And it's like you could actually just make this like metal noodle connecting the Earth to the Moon, <laughs> or maybe just the Earth, maybe not to the Moon, because I think that would bend and break it. <laughs> I don't think you should connect anything between the Earth and the Moon. Um, <laughs> But like you, to to build like a space elevator that takes you mm. out into space rather than a rocket that you would just I mean you know that's a and hey let me tell you I I hope nobody farts in that thing because that's a <laughs> uh, that's all that's all that's a twenty seven minute ride minimum. This has been Moon News. Yeah. Dustin, could I have it so I can just play the cue whenever I need to play? <laughs> I have uh, several cues that I'm very proud of. And can you tell me? Can you, can you hint to me the kinds of things that you have music for, so I can bend the I show? I can't because to... I think you'll tell me not to do it. No. No. Oh I no, I can't. I can't. Can I? Can I get a? Can I get a drink? Can I get a tequila? Jesus. Oh boy. Here this we go. Starts. Movie of the week. <laughs> this what? has been Moon News. What do you want, Scoops? You want a vodka? Or... Okay, I just want to add that. Uh, no, I, I want tequila because I, I quit vodka. Oh, uh, your health kick. Okay, give her tequila. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I want I want to uh, I want to, I want to meet one friend from uh, Houston, just as just in just a random person. <laughs> there's pe- there's people who are calling. Is random Randy here? Is that there, well, I can't. No, I'm not, see, Minecraft disqualifies you immediately. People would kill themselves if I started talking about Minecraft. Uh, we got there's there's uh, there's a teacher. What's that? Asian guy. That's that goes a long way in a physicist. I heard community college. Does anyone have a full glass of tequila? <laughs> Someone's working on that for you. Don't worry about that. Just got married. Let's get the guy who just got married. Uh, okay. Who's the guy that just got married? Is that, is that Tom Gray? 
Tom Gray, come on oh. down. All right. Tom Gray is wearing a tasteful Heather sweater. He is walking with confidence, but not with arrogance. Someone called out, that's not random. Good yeah. point. I know his name for some reason. Tom, here's the thing. Your wife is the best wife of the world. She, wa- she tried to put the fix in. Here, grab any mic that you want. Uh, she talked to me while you were taking a shit. Oh. And said, make me the best wife in the world. Bring my loving husband that I'm married to for a week up on stage somehow. I was prepared yeah, to that do that. Out. What yeah. she didn't know is that you would be like, bring me up! <laughs> she probably knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's a good wife. So far, she, yeah. Give her been, those, give her those points uh, yeah. in spite of your zeal. It's been seven days. <laughs> so when you're, when you're married for a week, what's it like? Um... It's been good. It's, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've been together a very long time, so I was very curious to see if anything would change, and nothing seems to have changed. Okay, good. good. How long guys, have you been together? Um, we have known each... How long? I don't want to get it wrong. Eight years, she says. She's got it's, this. She's wrong, actually. It's longer. What do you... So we, we've known each other since middle school, dated in high school. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someone in the audience was horrified. <laughs> Did you yeah. guys go to prom together? And so, so, um, somebody reacted to you saying you met your wife in middle school as if you said you got bit by a brown recluse <laughs> and lost and your it. leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> uh, no, she wouldn't go to prom with me, actually. We, oh. She didn't want to go to prom. She, oh, I see. We were one of those couples that said, we're not going to go to prom. Do you still feel, feel good about that decision? or? Uh, I, I've gone back and forth. It, it would have that been. That's a nice weird question for me to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to pry, Tom? Since we have you up here, it's yeah, a personal show. We won't, we will try. Tell me if you you don't bully here. You right? do, you, you don't have to answer anything you don't want to answer. But I'm going to ask whatever I want to ask. So, so you, if you met your wife, I think the reason that guy said Jesus Christ uh, is because when you, you you met the woman that you ended up marrying, you were so young that she might have been the eighth woman you met. Um, yeah, probably. And so the question is, like, h- how much field playing did you do before you committed to your fantasy football? Uh, I know less about football than you do. Yeah, I, well, so. you couldn't tell from my metaphor. Uh, tr- trust me, that metaphor sucked. Uh, no, but but uh, you know, I I I, I think that's I I have I, I'm from a very small town in Wisconsin, and there is a there's at least two couples I could name that were couples when we were in high school, and at my 20 year reunion, we're all 40 whatever we are, and uh, and and two of them are still you know they're married couples and they have kids uh, that are old enough to be here at the show. The 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 my and, and I think the question on everyone's mind is like. All right, then what are we doing? What are any of us doing? If it's possible for you to meet the love of your life when you're a child, does that mean that everyone's full of shit? Or does that mean that the people in question are really lucky? What is the truth? There's seven billion of us on this earth. Are we, are we really l- keys and tumblers? Why is the divorce rate now like a million percent, uh, whereas in caveman times it was zero percent? Is it just because we were brutal people and try and made marriage? I'm, I'm laying a lot of shit on you. 
<laughs> let, let, let me bring it back to your area. My, 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 if I was Howard Stern, the way I would pose my question is, how many people have you had sex with? Uh, um, <laughs> and, 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 I actually and, preferred your first question, <laughs> the Howard Stern question, but <laughs> the answer to that question would be one. You, so your your wife, her. you lost your virginity to her, yes. and you guys like I mean that's Correct. a beautiful thing. I think that's a system that works. I, 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 we'll I, see. There's a, there's a group of children outside that that agree. We're happy about it. Yeah. They're playing hopscotch and they're they're high fiving you on your almost Mormon like uh, life. Uh, um. What, so, so you got you guys met in junior high. You met as like you met when it was uh, actually illegal for either of you to uh, uh, do anything sexually. You grew into sexual adults. You did it with each other. Yep. You took a vow to only do it with each other forever. <laughs> now week, you yep. are one week into that, and you're saying nothing's changed. And uh, so, uh, what do you think? What do you think the odds are? Because uh, society says 70% chance of divorce. <laughs> um, is that another Howard Stern question? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know a question. I think it's just people are fascinated with this stuff because we want to know, like, are we allowed to be romantic? Are we allowed to be pie-eyed? Are we, are, are we allowed to not be cynical? You know, it's like, because sometimes that could be the biggest mistake you ever make. I think sometimes, like... Because I, 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 I always think, like, when we watch romantic comedies, we actually poison ourselves because then we take that into our relationships, and relationships can actually be so much more romantic if we actually allow ourselves to be human and not like these characters that are played by Matthew McConaughey and Meg Ryan and, and whatnot. Like, like we're watching 90-minute little stories about how, uh, the, the, you know, romance is this, romance is that, when marriage is a completely different thing. So, so, so on one hand, naivete is like, can, can be one of the worst things in the world. And on the other hand, it's like truly a, a resource that we've squandered in this country. We don't have it anymore. Like the idea that, oh, I just love you. Fuck it. Let's just be together forever. And you know what? I don't have a question for you. I just try to, I, I think that, <laughs> I, I think that people in the audience want to know as they would, they want to know from Neil Armstrong, wh wh what's it like to land on the moon? They want to know from somebody who hasn't fucked anybody other than their wife. Uh, uh, what, what are the, how, how are you going to do that? How are you going to pull <laughs> it really this off? It really sounds like Dan's panicking. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is he getting married in a few weeks? We get married in three weeks. He's like, well, I mean, what do you do? And then uh, what if it's uh, what if the keys are the wrong tumbler? And then you're like, oh god, I, I kill myself. And then you're doing all these shows. You have a documentary about you. And I was like, what? Do you, how do you tell your parents? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even worry. I'm 41. I don't. Watch, uh, Aaron and I, we, we don't have the, that. that <laughs> I, I, I am, I am, I am, I am. Uh, settling down with Aaron at the perfect time. Like I, I have met the love of my life, and I, I also coincidentally, I, I don't, uh, I'm not. I suffer no illusion that I would ever even be thinking about like what would life rot uh, bring me if I, if I didn't do this. But you seem like a young, strapping man here, in right. the prime of your life. My God, I bet your dick <laughs> You're could cut it glass. Sound really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've just always felt like I would be a really bad single person. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I am. I, can you can you relate to that? Of course, yeah. <laughs> when I, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't. I, it I'm just not a good seems like person. the alternative is always worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, romance. <laughs> uh, boy, 
but okay. It's I I mean the you you're so right about romantic comedies and we've talked about this before but I mean romantic comedies peddle this idea that's not real that partners are like uh looking for apartments but those apartments are are already furnished so you go into an apartment and you're like ah th- oh I could live here and then you're like ah I don't know I don't like these these mirrors on the wall I'm not into this but I think the way that relationships really work is that you go into a space that's unfurnished and the furnishing is the relationship that you build together. So you walk into a space and you're not like, ah, I don't like it, but it's, it has to be like a space like in the part of town that you like, in the city that you like. I'm gonna keep on going with this metaphor. <laughs> um, so it ha- you're like, I, yes, this apartment I could build, I could live here, and then together you, you furnish it. But romantic comedies, there's this, there's this idea that you're living in the apartment, and then you look across the way into another apartment, and you're like, oh my God, no, that's where I'm supposed to live. But no, you don't, you don't just get all that. For, that's not what a relationship is. Grass is always greener, is that what you're saying? Uh, not not necessarily. Yes, romantic comedies. That's a, that's certainly an idea in romantic comedies. But it's just like any valuable relationship. The important stuff, I think, is stuff that you build together. And the stuff that's most romantic for me, with me and Dan, is when we have like when we have like a breakthrough together as a couple, when we, the most romantic thing is when we work through something. Like that really that means rom- something. Rom-coms, rom-coms like any other movie treat romantic relationships like any relationship they do, but we don't notice as, as much between Han Solo and Luke Skywalker as we do between, um, you know, the, the, the couple in Sleepless in Seattle. The, the, the characters in movies have to be dimensionalized. They have to be complete as individuals and then they have to kind of match up perfectly and then they have to walk away like at the, at the end of Casablanca saying I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship <laughs> and, and you have to go oh my god I love that guy I also love that guy they're going to make a perfect cut co- this is going to be great yeah. that's how we approach romance and rom-coms when the truth is a relationship is actually a very codependent thing where you're like totally. you have a you the if your relationship is gonna have life like it's good, you're gonna be creating a new thing. Um, who cares? What that's why that's why Annie Hall is so genius because it captures like this romance. So there's this great romance, but it ends and like that's there's romance and then there there are relationships and both should intertwine. But like you know, not every romance should be a relationship. Tom, you know, you, you can stay in an apartment for a night. Like an Airbnb, but you don't rent it, you know. Do you do you do you fight with your wife, Tom? You've been married. With, uh, yes, yes, I mean, correct. So, so do you do you, do you, do you do you do you yell? Do you go like, shut the fuck up? Yeah, oh, you're a sure. terrible person. Are you explaining what yelling is? <laughs> I want to. Well, I want to know what his definition of yelling is because I'm always curious about that too. Like, how ugly does it get? Like, is there a cap that other couples it's, have? It's probably about the same as. Any average couple, yeah. I mean, but what is? I mean, it's like the it's like the Kinsey thing. Like, like we don't we 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 don't know what average couples do. We don't we don't. Right. Uh, there's no like we don't. People say like, oh yeah, I had a fight with my girlfriend last night. We don't really know what that means. Like like we we have we have lines that we draw. It's like, did you did you touch her? No. Okay. No. No. I don't do that. But it's like, how mean do you get when you fight with your lover? Like I say terrible things. I get so mad and I, and I like say awful things. And then we, 
Like, like, and, 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 and then we're going to couples therapy now and I'm finding out like, I don't have to say those things. That's like, that's like not standing between me and happiness. Like I, I'm, I'm just being, and I apologize to my dad if he's still listening, but I am just being my dad in those moments. Like I'm like, like, like possessed by some ghost. Like I'm, I, I what, you didn't buy toothpaste. Oh, like, 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 why am I having a reaction to that? It's an actual fight. Like, like, the I, toothpaste I, fight. I'm, I'm, I, don't ex- I don't know how, how you would answer this question honestly, but I'm just really curious how a nice fellow like you, your shirt looks like a, a nicely pressed picnic blanket. <laughs> your, 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 your pants are, are, are clean. I, I, I bet well, if I sniffed you, I wouldn't vomit. Like, <laughs> your shoes look nice. Your wife came up to me. Uh, your 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 hair is is cut. Your 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 face is smooth. You're you're a nice young man. You're 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 very nice looking. Your wife is very uh, nice. She she you guys look nice together. You've been married a week. She came up. You were in the bathroom. She's like, I want to be a good wife to my husband. I want you to make him happy. You guys are adorable. It's like Parks and Rec obnoxious. <laughs> well. And I want to know, I want to know what the fight's Does like. Parks and Rec at night, does it get community? Does it go like, <laughs> fuck you, fuck, 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 And I don't know how you can answer that because you're such a nice guy. Well, well first of all. Can you validate our relationship? Yeah, let, let me work on that. Well, first of all, on, on the clothing and, and the way she looks and everything, we're, we're 25, so we've had like 15 weddings to go to this year. We literally came <laughs> from a wedding to come here. That's why I'm dressed like this. We drove from a wedding to this. And I'm Will hoping it it's our last wedding of this year. No, you're, if you're 25, well, maybe it's different in Texas, but like, <laughs> if you're 25, your your wedding attendance just started. Like, it's going to double every year for the next 10 I'm years. I'm done. I'm done. When, by the time you're 35, year. you're going to have a wedding. That means, by my calculations, you're going to be at a three weddings a day. Because it doesn't even really kick in until uh, I'm really tired your friends wedding. are 30. Yeah. Um, as for the fighting, I guess we, we actually went to different colleges and did long distance for four years. So a lot of my fighting memories, I guess, would be over the phone. And I feel like that was where our, our, uh, our fighting got the ugliest. Well, we, we don't fight a lot. We really don't. But I always feel like I hated arguing on the phone. I really don't even like talking on the phone, which is not good for a long distance relationship because, you know, that's the only way you can really communicate or yeah. via Skype and things like that. So I, I hated because she, she's the type that when we argue on the phone, she'll hang up and then I call her back and she won't pick up and then I'll call her back and she won't pick up. And that, that was always messy. So that when you first brought that up, that's the first thing I think about is I hate uh, any kind of argument over the phone but you so is she hanging up because you're getting overheated or is she hanging up because she's like Ugh. yeah usually i'm being an asshole or something yeah. like that and she'll just get get the little dee 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 from the iphone <laughs> <laughs> oh there she goes <laughs> you guys sound tame <laughs> that's yeah i just feel like i, I don't I, throw I, the phone at her or I anything just, like that yeah, that's I what fe- well i wouldn't at. yeah i don't throw anything at aaron <laughs> i just feel like i just i feel like a marvel character like i, I this is the way i talk to her sometimes have you guys found that the uh any kind of arguing or anything since you've gotten engaged and started wedding planning i noticed that we tended as the closer we got to the wedding, I expected it oh, to get God. more. <laughs> I expected it, it's actually different. I expected it to get more stressful, but we actually got 
more and more like kind of excited about uh, it. You're a mutant. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I no. We both self-destructed. <laughs> I, I, I Aaron. Every everything about Aaron that drives me nuts, and everything about me that drives her nuts, we doubled down. Because we're coming up to the wedding, we're both unconsciously going like, we're gonna marry each other, <laughs> better get used to this! <laughs> Just continue talk, continue your... Uh, <laughs> don't, 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 don't act like it's my fault that music doesn't match what's going on. <laughs> she plays random music. Turkey in the straw, turkey in the hay. Yeah, you, you, you were being Southern. No, I was not being Southern. Uh, the, uh, yeah, no, I feel, I mean, but, but we also, like, I don't know, I guess we're just volatile people, so we're, I feel like... I mean, it, when you get married to somebody, all of their faults become magnified in a way because you're like, oh, I... I'm, I think I'm it's. I, I I I also feel like this sounds like somebody who's justifying cr craziness, but I do feel like it's because I take marriage incredibly seriously. I have absolutely no intention of ever getting divorced if I get married because I feel like my parents' generation was kind of a little fast and loose with the vows, otherwise we wouldn't be in the situation we're in where everyone you know is raised by single parent families. I, don't, I also think it's a bad thing to stay in a marriage for your kids, if that's literally the only reason you're doing it, then fucking divorce uh, each other, your kids will thank you later. Um, But I don't want to half-ass this thing, you know. I, I don't want. I don't. I don't like doing things twice. I'm very lazy. So when I get <laughs> married, I want to. I want to stay married for a really long time. And so, and for that reason, I think it's like. I don't know. It's like, all of a sudden, you're coming home, and like uh, every every little conversation is like has this like giant weight behind it. And and wouldn't you know it? Planning a wedding, as you may know, like seems to involve. A couple of activities and things that few decisions, yeah, a little bit of to, money, yeah. If there's anything wrong with the relationship, the weight will find it. I, I, I found an out where we're going to couples therapy, and I'm like, like, like Aaron is just doing everything with the wedding. I, I, I I'm cheating. I just feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> Aaron's doing everything with the wedding. I, I tell her that uh, I'm the first groom that's ever uh, planned 50% of the wedding, but I'm lying too. <laughs> it's, it's maybe 15%. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't care about weddings. I think they're dumb. <laughs> I think our, 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 ours will be good though. <laughs> All right, well, let, let, let's thank Tom Gray for coming up and talking to us about... I hope that you guys... Uh, I hope the next time we talk to you... The, Maybe we'll talk to, the next time we talk to them, they'll have a little gray baby. Oh, no, you're shaking oh, your head. <laughs> He's too, they're, too, they're too good. They're not going to bring a child into this world. I, I, I'm just fixated on the, 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 the words uh, gray baby together. Um, he he shook his head in a way that meant to me that either like, what's that? Five years. Oh, you're just going to wait five years? Oh, okay. Uh, the way he shook his... <laughs> And then he said seven. The way, the way he shook his head made me think you guys were about to have your first biggest fight tonight. <laughs> that, that I would be like, we'll see you have a baby. And he went, nope. And then he sat down and I was like, oh man, we finally found a way to make them like us. They're going to they're gonna fight hard tonight. He's like, why did you shake your head so hard? 
<laughs> Are you uh, excited about the wedding? I'm very excited about the wedding. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, is a, a, good, a good segue um, to uh, McGathy Game Corner. And I, uh, I, put together, I put together a theme song for Game Corner on the, uh, on the drive from Austin to, uh, to Houston. So here goes. What a wicked game to play. Was a, was, a, was a lot of that in the song? Was that, were those farts? Those, those were farts. Those were farts by our very own Dustin Marshall, everybody. Those were the, those were the farts that I, that I was trying to do in the car. I was trying to record farts into the laptop, and Dan was like, oh, come on, let me, let me, and took the laptop, and his farts were so gross. I, I feel like your feelings were a little hurt, because I was like, your farts are so disgusting. I, yeah, well, why, what are they supposed to be? And what were those, by the way? It was like, wicked game. <laughs> didn't sound like farts. <laughs> so we're going to play a game called, Who Are You Marrying? <laughs> And, uh, and for this game, I, I, did, I did a little work before the show. I reached out on Twitter. I, uh, I wanted to find a fellow redhead female. Uh, so can I please bring to the stage Caroline? Caroline! Caroline, come on down! You want to see if I can literally tell the difference between you and... <laughs> just, uh, just visually? <laughs> you just want to test my face blindness? I know she's the one sitting in the chair. Thank you, Caroline. If you if you wouldn't mind sitting in the chair. Thank okay, you so now much. Who so who the fuck is who? I don't know. So uh, Caroline and I uh, answered the same set of questions, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, present the question. And I'll give two answers, and you'll have to choose which one is my answer. But we need someone to play against you. And for funsies, is there any man out here? Um, and this is an embarrassing question to ask, but is there any man out here who thinks that they know me pretty well, who could like compete with Dan at knowing questions? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. There's. There's. I saw your hand first. Come on down, sir. You just maximize the chance that this podcast recording will be used in a future criminal trial. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, everybody. Is Welcome, there, Andrew. Is there, any, is there any man in the audience who thinks they know more about me than my fiance? <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, so this is going to be. Sir, I, really didn't get, fun. I, I didn't catch your name. What was it? Andrew. Okay. This is Andrew. I'm the teacher. Now, no matter what happens, you're not calling off the wedding at this point like you're i say let's 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 be organic about this and just see and i'm divorced so i'm I'm not i'm I'm good with marriage i don't i don't want that anymore okay great you're safe Dan. okay (laughs) just in case i know more okay um and i'm so sorry oh here we go 
Got a pen. All right. So, Caroline, if you could position yourself, like, kind of in a, in a in a way where Dan can kind of look at both of us a little bit. That was a weird way to phrase that. All right. Great. So, uh, this is the way we're going to play. We're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna play it. And if you if you answer correctly, uh, you'll hear this. And if you answer incorrectly, you'll hear this. You've heard these noises already. We're familiar with them. We like them, like they're family. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, here's the first question. All right. My favorite meal of all time is A, sun-dried tomato bagel with veggie cream cheese topped with tomatoes, or B, buffalo mac and cheese with a crisp beer and a side of spicy pickles or bourbon? Uh, I'll go with the sun-dried bagel affair. Andrew? I'm going to go with B. It's uh, mine was sun-dried, uh, sun-dried bagel. Okay, good job, good. Dan. Here, Caroline, can you grab that uh, microphone? Carolina, how are you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing great. What do you What do you do, Caroline? Oh, uh, I am a leasing consultant in property management. So I do oh, stuff cool. for an apartment complex, basically. All right. It's as interesting as it sounds. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Here we go. Carolina and her husband were the first in line for yes. the Harmontown screening. They came from Baton Rouge, which I always thought was a fictional place. Really? I thought that C.S. Lewis uh, made up Baton Rouge. Well, it's funny. He did, actually. It was named after the fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's sort of like um, Hobbit Town or whatever over in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. I guarantee. Mm-hmm. All right. The Big Easy. No, that's New Orleans. I know, but Baton Rouge is sometimes referred to as the slightly smaller easy, right? <laughs> okay, here we go. Question number two. And Andrew, you get to answer this question first. My childhood best friend and I used to play a game called A, the Dolly Parton game. We would wear our mother's sweaters, stuff them with water balloons to make boobs, and then we would take turns motorboating each other. <laughs> or B... We would basically make up ongoing soap opera-like stories, and a lot of those stories focused on relationships and romantic entanglements, and sassy kid sidekicks who were basically us. I think it has to be B, because I know A was mine, and probably Dan's as well. (laughs) Dan, Dan, which one is me? Uh, I think you're the Dolly Parton. uh, uh... That is correct. What? Andrew, it's not looking good for you. And I'm not even doing doing so well. Uh, but you have to understand that I'm playing a different game. If I get one of these wrong, you're fucked. <laughs> it's two years of suffering. Can I get another little bit of tequila? Thank you. All right. I don't know if uh, you guys feel this way on the stage, and this this is uh, not not cool of me to really talk about the lighting. But the way the lighting is, I feel like I'm hiding in a closet with one bulb swinging back and forth. Um. All right. It's mildly terrifying up here. Like, I don't, I don't know how you guys... Well, I think that's the, you know, that's the nature of being on stage. I think mm-hmm. it's our job to suck it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're totally right. For them. Totally the, right. The, the light's being here to illuminate us for, so that they can see us. No, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm less complaining about the light. I feel, I feel self-conscious because I feel kind of, like, like, weird. <sighs> you're doing a great job, Aaron. Thank you, Andrew. 
Jeff who? Sorry? Oh, Jeff who? <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Uh, Dan, you get to answer this first. My mother's maiden name is A. Hartley, B. Dunkel. <laughs> A. Hartley, B. Dunkel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, My mother is dead. <laughs> I get. I mean, it, it doesn't even matter at this point if I get it right because I already revealed that I don't know. Um, <laughs> So it's a matter of whether I guess right, and I don't know, that would be kind of an empty victory um, because I could flip a coin. I think it's Dunkel. All right, Andrew? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Dan. It is Dunkel. Mm. It is Dunkel. All right, Dan has three points. Andrew has one point. Andrew, you, you get to go first in this round. Next question. When I was a kid, I was afraid that, A, my dead grandfather could see everything I could see, so I closed my eyes when I got out of the bathtub so he couldn't see me naked. <laughs> or B, I was afraid that I would be separated from my family and would wander the streets forever or that members of my family would be lost forever. Sometimes amnesia was involved. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess B. All right, Dan? Uh, I think... Oh, shit. I think that... So I don't remember you ever talking about either of these things. So I'm trying to figure out which one sounds more like you. Um, I think that because you're inherently narcissistic, the answer is the non-empathy-related one. Uh, and the grandfather one involves thinking about other people. So I think that it's, the, it's B. No, I was afraid that Pinkney McGathy could see through my eyes... <laughs> and so I would close my eyes when I was using the bathroom no. or getting out of the bathtub or changing my clothes. All right. Well, maybe you became narcissistic later in life. Pinkney McGathy from Houston and worked for NASA. Fun fact. And who developed a little known technology for NASA in which you could see through your living <laughs> grandchild's eyes. It was actually a, a legitimate fear. All right, next question. My first CD was A, They Might Be Giants, Flood, or B, Glenn Miller Orchestra, In the Mood. <laughs> A, They Might Be Giants, B, Glenn Miller Orchestra. I believe Dan is going first. Uh, I think your, your first CD was, your, your first CD that yes, you bought CD. with your money? Uh, no, just the first CD in your possession. Aha. Uh -huh. So, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Miller. Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Glenn Miller, definitely. That is correct. <laughs> Caroline is a much cooler than me. That was my second CD. Oh, that was your second CD? No, the one you did that Glenn Miller second. Oh, really? Yeah. You're talking to the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that was her second CD. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, me and the same girl that used to play the Dolly Parton game would play this game called Eminem where we would like listen to the dances and pretend we got married and then would take our hands and put them over our mouths and pretend to make out and then we would have a baby. Huh. Why don't more... Do, are, are there any gay men in the audience that are... 
Uh, no, that's that's a little remarkable. I I because I, I'm wondering if like like well it's like I, girl every girl I've ever talked to they always like their developmental years they it's like this. Incredible... Did you not do anything like that? I've always assumed that men boys kind of. I had a did best friend. Oh, I had a lot. Of, I, I no. I d no guys. I, they, we, we don't do that. But, but don't it's guys like, like pee together and stuff. I mean, like we, maybe we pee together and we show we show each other our yeah. wieners and yeah. You yeah. like that trough in elementary school, and one guy stands on the end and you try to shoot it across and hit the guy standing over there with your pee or yeah, with, with, okay. with your pee <laughs> with your dick if you're blessed. You know, I like. mean, you'll hear you'll hear the craziest shit if you go like like people go oh summer camp we would do this we would all jerk off on a bus. Bucket and the, like, like <laughs> it, 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 it gets a little weird, but it's all kind of penis based, and like the penis is a lightsaber, and we we would you know it's it's not, but but girls like they just like oh we, every almost everyone I've ever talked to in their early years there's these stories where they just like oh this is how you socialize you go through this stage where with another girl you you practice being boys and girls together. Like, why? Well, I, I was Fonzie. And yeah, he, I, I, don't, I don't think it's every girl. I know for me it felt no, like... No, I don't want anyone listening to feel weird if it didn't happen. No, I just mean... I, I just for, mean me, the, like it, for, for me and my friend, it really felt like an extension of playing house, which girls do like to play. We like to play, we like to play a lot of house, and we like to... But with each other, I th I th and I, I do... When I was a kid, when I was like... Nine or ten, I think. Me and my best friend, we started. We went. We we started playing pizza, pizza boy. <laughs> oh no! Which should, which, which, if it had an accurate title, would have been called pillow humping. <laughs> because the game was, uh, he and I would pretend to be pizza delivery guys. We would ring the doorbell of my home. Um, and pretend that girls answered, walk into a, a, a living room, which we would pretend had two invisible girls in it, with, and we were delivering pizza. And then we would make small talk, and we would sit down, each with one of these large couch pillows. So we're 10 years old, so there's like these 70s sofa pillows that are like as big as us. And, we're, and we would put our arms around him and practice talking to them and be like, yeah, so what's your name? Oh, Stacy? And he, he's doing the same thing in the same room. We're talking to pillows. And then we would start making out with the pillows. That's the and same thing. And then me and my friend. That's the same thing. I know it's the same thing, except yeah. the only thing different is that men have this kind of inherent homophobia where like, we don't practice on each other. Uh, I, 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 I think there's like a really specific line there, and I don't know if it's nature or nurture that draws that line. I'm sure it's nurture because we're all human. The, the, but it's, it's just so funny that like when I really think about it, because when I hear that from girls, I'm like, oh yeah, we would come over and she'd be Pinky Tuscadero and I'd be Fonzie, and then we'd be like, oh, oh, so you guys were just you were just making out, but it was like a game. Right. But, but now I, now I'm really thinking about it. I'm going, oh yeah, no, me and my ten year old friend yeah. humping pillows well, next to each other, high fiving, <laughs> like <laughs> celebrating how straight and awesome we are. <laughs> Humping pillows, and then like we would go climb a tree and talk about. I I, I actually uh, remember. Did your pillow have a name? Uh, you well, did definitely, definitely. Like that was part of the whole thing. Was like they had names. Like oh, mine's Stacy and mine's Ashley. And then we. I, I remember going and climbing a tree with my best friend, and like I remember. I I have an emotional memory, a deeply a deep emotional bookmark. 
of climbing a tree with my friend after doing one of these sessions and <laughs> and sitting in the bow of a willow tree in Milwaukee in the summer breeze uh, and 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 That's not that's not commentary. Well, it's not anything. It's it's a it's a random sound. Um, the the uh, and me going like uh, like <laughs> just <laughs> this is a lull in the conversation and I go, yeah, I'm thinking about uh, thinking about proposing to Stacy. <laughs> and and just silence from my friend. <laughs> and I remember just like we I don't think we ever did it again after that because I think I think that's the line that got drawn between the, the the people that end up at Ren Fairs and the people that end up, you know, at Verizon. <laughs> I think that I like, I was like, yeah, I I will yes, what is the difference between any of this? This yeah. is a real person. I think I'm it's, going it's, to- it's the same. Just the little girls aren't socialized to like not touch each other right i know it doesn't make you gay bro right when we when me and megan were doing it it wasn't it wasn't like romance when we were doing it uh when when we were play acting these things it wasn't ever romantic there was never a moment where it even occurred to us oh girls do do this together this could be a sexual thing like if someone was to walk in it would obviously it would look like it would you know we also took turns, like we, play, we, did the, we played out this long story about these two young women, because we always talked about how we wanted to go to college together and then we would have an apartment. And so we play acted this like episodic thing where we were two young, cool women in the city and we both had boyfriends, but we had to pretend to be each other's boyfriends. And so whenever I would be like, I want to go to, and we got to name our boyfriends. My boyfriend's name was David, I think. I was like, Wait, oh. oh no, your name's Dan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I had a moment where I was like, oh. Um. I wish I could just play frogs croaking or something, like, right, random. Like, Dan, I, I, played the banjo. I played the banjo because it felt like an outside thing, like you're in the, you're no, in the tree. No, it's, it's a random sound. It was banjos. It couldn't you, have been more disparate. Will you forgive me from, for playing the banjo? Noise. I'll forgive you, but I won't stop shaming you. I condition people. That's what I do. I punish them when they do things wrong, and then they stop. I'm a behaviorist. I, I have a question. How, how old was the pillow humping thing? Like, just that, because I'm a guy, so I had something like that, and I'm just... Wait, what do you mean, how old was it? I, yeah, like, oh, I, was, old like, I was like 10 or 11. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, same thing, like 10. It's... Yeah. I, 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 but... I just, I just realized I'm a little bit more normal, hopefully. But, 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 but here's the weird thing about the pillow humping. That... That memory with me and my friend like both humping pillows next to each other, looking at each other humping pillows and being like, yeah, it feels good, right, bro? Um, as part of some kind of play acting thing, like playing house and playing the role of men who are like doing it to women as pizza delivery uh, guys. That, I, I also don't, I don't think it was as sexual. I don't think it was sexual. I think we were pre-puberty mm-hmm. and we were doing this thing that there was enjoyment, there was social like endorphins or dopamine yeah. was spiking, but it, there was no arousal because I, and the reason I know that is because a couple years later, something incredible happened and it was very private and fair, and I wouldn't have shared it with anybody. And, and I also wonder if that's nature versus nurture when, you, uh, when a little boy discovers 
physical groin area pleasure like if it's if it's nurture or nature that the little boy it immediately goes this is a secret I am Howard Hughes. Uh, I have invented something that no one else can know about. I am dedicating the next 16 hours a day for the next 35 years to this. Because I, I was like watching Mork and Mindy and... Hopefully just Mindy. I was just a, la- a latchkey. Hopefully, because otherwise gay, bro. Right. Like, who wants to fuck Mork, Oh my man? God. Yeah, like, uh. Fucking nano, man. Um, I, 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 was like, I was like laying on my stomach watching Mark and Mindy, looking at Pam Dauber... High five, and 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 and, and, it, and was like moving my pe- and that slowly my pelvis is moving. But All if right. you were looking at Mork, it would have been okay. Nice. The uh, so, uh, that's a, that's an amazing meta moment. The guy saying too soon said it too soon. Um, the uh, I, I and I, I just remember like like moving and moving, watching Pam Dauber and like, and then and then uh, and then the movement. There's like a chain reaction, like moving, moving, moving. I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna keep moving. Pam Dauber, keep moving, keep moving, and then the unthinkable, the unexperienced, the most incredible thing that had ever happened to me in my life happening, which didn't involve at the time, not to get too clinical, did not involve any liquid because my body was just getting to that. It was like at that point. So it was all it was, was just this shudder and like, oh, and I, the last thing on my mind was my friends. <laughs> I wanted to, like a sick cat, I wanted to go into a cave and, uh, and just do this by myself forever, six times a day. And uh, so, so I, my point being that that's when the real shit started. That's basically who I am now, is that kid, the kid who was playing pizza guy and just miming coitus next to his best friend in the living room, it's weird. It's like it wasn't. It was sexual pantomime, but it wasn't. It wasn't sexual. So I guess guys and girls not that different. It's just that. But there is that weird. I think there's a socialization. Is it socialization though that makes two boys not in those moments reach out and or use each other? Like why wouldn't we? And do some boys do that? And yeah, all kinds of questions. I guess you guys aren't the ones to ask. We should have a child psychologist come up here, maybe? Maybe it's sort of like, okay, so um, there's this whole theory, like, if you give kids less toys, they're more imaginative and creative, right? And they, like, make their own toys and do their own crap, right? Well, guys kind of have a prop, if you will, like, from early (laughs) on. We don't, so we've got to come up with more shit, right? That's that's an amazing theory. I don't... But but I don't think I also think that all of us are wearing because like like you guys aren't these girl stories you're not taking off your pants I mean the, the, no the, uh, the, and the, I've also I've I've been a nanny and I've worked with many many boys who do do the same thing and act out the same stuff and are physical with each other and it's, with each other with other boys yeah yeah kissing kissing each other. Well, I, me and my friend never kissed. We put our hands over our mouths and like pretended to kiss. But I've walked in on little boys like acting out. But, but like pre-pubescent boys just like acting out these scenarios in the same way that girls are acting them out. It's like a three-year-old little girl carrying around a baby doll 
she's not actually wanting to have a baby at three years old. You've walked in on little boys. Get, get, get specific so that this podcast can really switch into high gear. But also, because it's, I mean, it's an important distinction. What do you mean? You've walked into them doing what? Because we're drawing a very fine line here. I, I, I humped a pillow next to my friend. But girls... I'm saying, like, it's a fine distinction, but the girls... I, uh, like... when, I, when I was a nanny, there was a time when I walked in on uh, two, two, two friends. They would be nine years old, acting out a doctor-nurse scenario, which on paper would be a very sexy thing. Like, walked in on a, like, is this your butt? Oh, look at that. And what, what probably had... What happened. was the answer? <laughs> Keep is searching. Butt? Is this your butt? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, that's my butt. <laughs> um, we tend to ask that question later in life too. So I think. Like, I mean, if, a, if a doctor asked me, "Is this your butt?" I would definitely walk out and ask for a refund. <laughs> You should if, stop if, going to a nine-year-old doctor. Yeah, if, if, if you can't tell me. <laughs> I know it's not your specialization, but... <laughs> you in should the, in definitely. This, in the same way that me and my friend acted out this like apartment scenario, I think they had seen a, like a movie where there was like, a sexy nurse-doctor situation or something where they were acting it out and trying to right. figure it out. But it was like... It, 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 it could have been a, a thing. Right. Because they were, because you saying they were, one kid was naked and the other kid was kind of examining him. I don't remember exactly. There, there was, there, there was, they were in some phase of undress. There uh-huh. was something happening, and when I opened the door, they were definitely like ashamed about what was going on. But it clearly was really innocent, and it, they weren't trying to like make yeah. their bodies feel good or anything. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? The, the the book of Genesis and so many origin stories like that. That awareness, like self awareness, and where it intersects with primal childhood sexual awareness. The, the the Freudian impulse and all this stuff where it's it's all about this idea that we we're born innocent and but we have some kind of we, we, uh, our awareness of ourselves and who we are is simultaneous with this like possibility of punishment the shame uh, the the, uh, the 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 idea of like uh, that we mythologize like we have these gods that are like parents that they like. They they do the they do the exact same thing. They come into a bedroom and they catch us being people, and they say and and then we immediately not before that person's eyeballs touch us, but after, like 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 before that we're innocent. We're playing doctor. We 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 we're just having fun. We're following our bliss, and then it's this moment when these adult eyeballs like see us, and we even before the adult reacts, we we go oh. I'm a horrible creature. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, 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 this must look terrible to you. I can't explain this. This isn't what it looks like. Um, I think that's really fascinating because humans are inherently infantile as primates. We retain infantile characteristics into adulthood, which is why we survived. And so we're essentially like puppies or kittens or baby chimps like our whole lives. And we have these mythologies where, because we're neurotic, and we, we, we have these mythologies where we have these parents from the clouds that walk into our bedrooms and go, what are you doing? And we all 
we all tell each other at 40 years old, we go like, well, you know, we're pieces of shit. Like, what are you doing? We should, well, we should pass a law against this. And of course, and it's all, all behind is like these little kids playing doctor. It's like, like, oh, we all know our little wieners and our little cracks are, are, uh, are filthy little pieces of shit, like horrible things that exude toxicity and that touching them makes us bad people in one way or another. And that like, basically underneath our clothes were terrible, gross, slimy little organisms that are horrible for thinking about ourselves and each other. We all, we all, we, we all agree on that, right? So now let's get down to this Senate hearing. And it's like, like, like we put a, we, we've got neckties on and we're talking about balancing budgets and how are you going to do this and protect each other from that. But it's like, we're just little babies that just want to like look at each other's little no- no-nos. Okay. All right, Dan has four points and Andrew has two. <laughs> All right, I believe this is... Like this whole time, the whole audience was like, fuck, when are they going to get back to that game? (laughs) Jesus Christ, it's like the Dukes of Hazzard just jumped over the ramp. How are they going to land? All right, Uh, that was my joke. All right, so we're going to go... From from now on, I'm just going to ask each of you individual questions. We're not going to have each of you answer uh, the question. So, Dan, this is your question. Here we go. Uh, my ultimate dream vacation would be going on a cattle drive with my closest friends where we herd cattle on horseback and sit around a campfire every night and share secrets. <laughs> or I would really love to just randomly explore different countries, different foreign countries on a whim. Maybe I'd start with Morocco. Uh, you're the cattle drive. <laughs> Here we go. Andrew. <laughs> the, the applause has become like, uh, it's just like, 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 like water dripping out of a bad shower head. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Next question. My favorite color is A, yellow, all sunshine, all of the time, or B, red, more specifically an orangish red like persimmon. Uh, the red, the orangish red. Yellow. That is correct, Andrew. Andrew? Andrew's correct? Yeah. Oh. Oh, whoops. No, that was for me. going through that. (laughs) Yeah, it is persimmon. All right. Next question. Uh, My least favorite mode of transportation is A, driving. I love my car, but other cars scare me. Or B, a cruise ship. This is Dan's, Dan's question. Cruise ship. Good job. All right. Andrew, if I was reincarnated as a building, (laughs) I would be A, a brown brick pottery studio with cherry wood floors and stained glass windows, or B, an amazing 100-year-old observatory on a hilltop. Well, you put amazing in the second one, so I would have to think it'd be the one that's amazing. Nope. Caroline is amazing. Good job. All right. So, obviously, it's um, So here we're at, we're at five points and, and, uh, and five points. The 
I, uh, I I love I loved the conversation about the kids' psychology. I thought that was great. Yeah, there's yeah. 30 questions left. <laughs> we'll just do one more question um, about uh, how I choose to die if I got to choose how I died. And this is for both of you. Uh, a uh, bravely pilot a spaceship filled with evil people into the sun. They celebrate that they celebrate that every day uh, that every year they celebrate that day every year with festive cakes and amazing parties and all of my favorite music. Oh, and I pilot that spaceship into the sun uh, when I'm ancient and ready to go anyway. Or B, I get drunk on prosecco and aperol and fall asleep in a vat of marshmallow fluff. When I sleep, while I sleep, I, I sink deeper into the fluff and eventually suffocate in my sleep. <laughs> I, I think you. I think you want to drive evil people into the sun and be celebrated with cake. Andrew? Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> no, no. I, I want to get drunk and pass out in a oh, marshmallow. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was gonna say, I, I, I kind of admire the other person, but okay, I'm glad. Like you learn something every day. That's good. All right. Thank you. That was the game. Yay! Uh, I am having an out-of-body experience. She's leaving. Okay. Well, Caroline, everybody. Caroline, everybody. And Andrew. Caroline, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Andrew. All right. You guys were awesome. Let's bring Spencer to the stage. Spencer Crittenden, get up here. Oh, God. Oh, Whoa. shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Leaping like a gazelle to the stage. We did it! We did it! And we're doing it! You know Uh, what I hate, you guys? I hate when I cough. I cough like this. (coughs) And people bless me like I'm sneezing. It's the worst fucking thing on the planet. I can't, I can't elaborate how much I hate it. It doesn't make sense. It's someone being thoughtful about me. But it, it pisses me off. Wait, because you're worried that, that because your cough is being misinterpreted as a sneeze that maybe there's something medically wrong with you? No, worry has literally nothing to do with it. What, well, what pisses you off about it? Uh, that it, They're wrong. I'm not sneezing. <laughs> you fucking idiot. But you, you, you strike me as a person who probably already has fundamental problems with the whole sneezing, bless you, gazoontite thing, because that's not logical at all. Yeah, exactly. So I'd rather no one said anything. And now when you're doing it in the wrong situation, what the fuck, man? It's not okay. It's, it's terrible. Did that, just, did that just happen right before you came on stage? No, it happens every fucking day of my life. There's a poetic irony there because I'm sure it's like if you sneeze and someone says bless you, what, what's your reaction? Do you think I'm like, fuck oh, you? Yeah, now I have to respond. What? Thank you for saying something at me that I didn't ask. Fuck off. It's like now I have to now I have to be, play a politician and be like, oh yes, that's yes, that's what you're supposed to do. Good job, human. <laughs> I, wa- I once sneezed in my 20s. I sneezed, and uh, my girlfriend's sister said, bless you. And, and you were like, never again. And w- no, no, no. We, we went about our business, and then five seconds later, she went, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's like, And no I was like, wait a minute, what? 
what kind of endless <laughs> chain of fucking rules are we it's engaged in? It's very hard for her to say, uh, bless you. I, uh, Difficult she, she wanted, uh, yeah, it's like, I didn't know those were one of the rules. You know what else is weird and uncomfortable? When you check into a hotel and you go into the bathroom <laughs> to take a nice, you know, hotel dump, and, and you spy something on the door... That is a small stain. Now, I mean, I don't need a clean hotel room. Trust me, it could be as stained as possible. But this stain was right at about waist level. <laughs> like if one was standing up in front of the toilet, facing the door, perhaps a male. I'm saying it was semen. There was semen on the door of my hotel room. Not in Houston. You guys are great. In Austin, this happened. But... No one's ever going to mistake your stains for Austin stains. I may sometimes call you the Rock City, but if I'm looking at a cum stain, I know I'm in Austin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have anywhere to go with that Wait, because uh, I, I just be let it slide. I want to be clear on this, though, because you're, you're, you're in your bathroom, you're saying at waist height, if you're, if you're, you're facing the door, are you saying someone stood up from the toilet and jerked to off shoot on at the, wall. the door? Yeah, to shoot onto the door. Why would anyone oh, ever do that? Why would anyone invite themselves over to Dustin Marshall's house as a friend and do that to his closet door? What? Because that's something that apparently people do. It's not cool, but it wait, happens. Wait, are you saying that people come on Dustin's door? Yeah, every day. I make a killing. <laughs> wait, what? what I, char I charge people. Dustin's sh Dustin is shrugging like you're making all of this up. Well, I am. I don't charge people to come on his closet door. Dustin, Dustin can you come over for a second? Yes. Just, Dustin Marshall, everybody. This involves come, and also you you help us do Dustin the Marshall. Hi. Uh, so we've, we've turned into Howard Stern now because you're like Baba Booey. I am the Baba Booey. I want to be Fred, but I'm Baba Booey. Okay. So Dustin, your What's friends come this? over, and instead of um, uh, bringing yeah, like a, a bottle of wine, ago, they come right? on your closet door. So Spencer told me this story. It was kind of amazing that first you were in a hotel room that. And you switched. Yeah, because it was a it was a non smoking room that smelled like cigarettes, and I thought that if I stayed, they'd charge me five hundred bucks. And so you asked to go to a different room, and then uh -huh. upon the the room you went in, you noticed just a jizz stain on the back. And, of the door. And I should clarify, it wasn't just a stain; like it was like the desiccated crust, all that was uh -huh. remaining after all fluids have evaporated out of it, just like a cobweb. Oh, something, so <laughs> something you recognized as cum. Oh, no. I mean, I had to taste it before I was sure. <laughs> That's when I knew. Uh, wait. So, okay. okay. All right. So he told me this story. And I used to be in a band when I was like 15. And all the guys in my band were a little bit older than me. And we never hung out at my house. So they're like, why don't we hang out at your house? And I was like, okay. So they came over, and I was like cooking a frozen pizza upstairs. For them. For because them. Because you're such a good host. I checked my America online. I was kind of taking my time. And I, they were all downstairs, like, hanging out. And then I went downstairs. They ate the pizza, and they're all like, later. And they all, they all coasted. And then, that, uh, means, that means left. They left. <laughs> and for, for those of you who aren't Ninja Turtles. They <laughs> Or, or or background actors in a honeycomb commercial. Uh, they left. They, they, all right, they left. And in case, uh, in case, sorry, let me clarify. If if you haven't recently been rollerblading in a Sunny Delight commercial, 
what happened is they left. They left the premises. But they did it like, they ate the pizza and then they left. And then, so, then my phone rang at my house and I answered it and they were just all on speakerphone laughing. And they were like, huh, look in your closet. I had this weird like walk-in closet. And then on the back of the door, I was upstairs for maybe 15 minutes. There's three guys. They took turns jacking off in my closet and then ejaculating on the back of my door. Uh, and like, so there was visibly all this different semen on the back of my door. All it these dried semen. No, no. It was, it was dried, but the bottom semen. wasn't. Like, it was right. the I top. Got yeah, yeah. Look, this, we this, got is why, this is why little boys need to no, pretend this stuff probably, when they're yeah. kids. How is yeah. it the first time I'm on the show? This is what it is. Well, I, okay. Is, these, is there the, more to the, the story? Is, is there, because if you're, if you're done with that story, I need you yeah. to tell a different story. Tell us about in New York with the cops. No, wait, come on, hold on. Okay, hold on. sure, sure. This is, I mean, because we can't... The so cops jizzed on his Everyone just heard this story about three guys that came over to your house came on your... They were my best friends, and then they were, like, shrobbing me in the worst way. <laughs> I don't understand how... They, they literally came like, into his house. They, Dude, they rapidly, like... like when you, when un- you walked out of the room, they uh, like, like, you guys like Velveeta? I'll go get some slices. Don't coast. And you left. <laughs> don't coast. Uh, and, they, and they all must have exchanged a look, like, are you thinking yeah. what I'm thinking? No. Hey, hey, bro, and none of them before went, we what? coast... What? It was... There it was, was not one among them that was like, guys, 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 what have we become? I feel like they must have come to his house with the no, under that. They had it to was have a planned. fucking meeting it in was a garage pre-planned. or something. Yeah. It was pre-planned. Let's when go you, over when to you, Dustin Spencer, house. When you said come to his house, I thought you meant they came to the idea of Dustin's house. Like, well, while they were jerking off in order to come. Well, it was, a walk-in, it was a walk-in closet. The I house. mean, come on. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. The they were... stone, the cement. <laughs> Look at this. The <laughs> island in the space. kitchen. Oh, God, the 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 through the feng shui. Uh. <laughs> but it was it was it was like non-sexual. It was just aggressive, um, and it was meant to. It was vandalism. It was vandalism. But in at the worst some way. point, it had to be sexual for them. They had to come thinking about something, and I can uh, not when you're thinking, fifteen. I think that they must have been coming. Thinking about was each other and <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. how great friends they were. No, you just, yeah, it's a little bromophobic. Like I mean, were, at that age, you just poke your dick and it starts spurting. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to think about sexual things. You're 15, <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> if Gee, you're listening, Joe. just poke it and it'll do the rest. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I, I am aware of that, but I would always still, I had to think about, like, She-Ra or, uh, you know, Penny from Inspector Gadget, who's, I was her age. Um, so, so it was okay. Uh, there was always something I was thinking about while I was, <laughs> it's just wondering your friends are like, let's do it, let's, let's, they must have had some phrase for it, too. They had to have shorthand, like, let's, Let's cream pie is yeah, his they closet, must, bro. This must have yeah. been like the seventh person they've done this to. Let's Narnia dust it. Yeah, it was specifically. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. God. Let's Narnia dust <laughs> it. It's like, it's like, 
like lately, Dan, Dan and I'm my done. favorite. You guys don't know. It's our entire travel is is made up of razzing me. I was gonna say, Dan and I, uh, Dan and me love. Dan and I love making fun of Dustin. Maybe they just were like us, and they were just had so much joy. <laughs> I would never come on anything that Dustin, anyone, any ever owned. I would never do that as a way of asserting my ego. I would Thanks, never Dan. go, hey, I came on something. I, what I would do is, you know, you know, it came on everything in my home because it was a lot. The same guy, like he, he, we would hang out at his house all the time, and then he had a couch, and then he had cable TV, so he could like order movies and stuff. So there was an area of his couch that was like three feet in diameter that was just like brown and black, and then we were like, "What's wrong with your carpet?" And he's like, "Oh, that's where I jerk off." Like he would lean against his couch with his arm up, and then he would come all over his floor. For years, and it was just a, a diameter. He never cleaned it just up. So this is the person we're talking about. There's something, dude. I, I'm from Wisconsin. I feel like you grew up in the uh, the one character in Grand Theft Auto Five, the guy that from the Inland Empire. Like, what's that guy? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it sounds like. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the truth. As a teenage boy, like I came a lot. And I did. I do. I do think that teenage boys, like, uh, I think you think that you're the only one coming that much. And I do think you license yourself to be like, well, this is my. I, and we do all kinds of weird stuff because nobody's telling us. There is no class where the gym teacher says, guys, you're going to come everywhere all the time. Uh, use a Kleenex. <laughs> what would that class be called? Uh. Uh, sex ed, but it's not. It's it's always your gym teacher going, "Hey, you're gonna go through some changes. Uh, my nipples got hard. Uh, uh, fuck off. Here's a film from the '60s. It's called, it's called, Little Boy, Little Man. Uh, <laughs> and it would just be like a diagram of your balls filling up with cum, and you'd be like, "Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I know." <laughs> and then you'd go home and deal with it. I I I I dealt with it against the door of my bedroom. It was supposed to be like punk rock. We're in a punk rock band, so they were supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a punk rock thing, I guess. But but they were gross. That's what I, the I Dead don't. Kennedys I don't did. hang out with any of them anymore. I hang out with um, you guys. I, Dead Kennedys. They jizzed on everyone's closet doors. Oh, okay. it became a huge thing for a while. All right. So okay, okay. we got to the bottom. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. Your friends were crazy. They were they were full of cum, and they yes felt like it was a way to express themselves. Thanks. Okay. I want to hear the New York City thing, though. Is Which that okay, one? you guys? With the cops. The cop in my car? In the Uber? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was in New well, York City. Justin, really quick. Can I just play a very appropriate music bed, very low, underneath the story? Okay. She doesn't have a great record for this. <laughs> like, uh, it may just be, like, uh, Flight of the Bumblebee. That'd be okay. good. Or maybe it will be great, and uh, and and Dan will look at me and be like, "Teammate." Yeah, I, I will. I definitely. I will be very excited. You have to control the volume, though. Got it. Just go for it. Okay, so I was in New York for Harmontown, and then I kind of got dropped off, and I was kind of left to my own device, and I was there for like a day and a half, and then. Uh, I was like, oh man, everybody in New York is really cool and collected and stylish and nice. Like in LA, I just hear people bitching out loud and yelling at people all the time. And then I got an Uber and I was going to a bar and then, uh, wait, what is this? 
Breaking Bad. Oh, cool. Uh, and then I was going to a bar, my Uber driver, I was in an SUV and we were stuck in traffic and then he wanted to take a right turn and there was a New York City cop just standing in the middle of it. And my Uber driver's like, yo, he's like, this guy lives right here, can I just go? And he's like, fuck you, fuck you. The cop is. The cop starts in, so the window's down. He's like, this guy lives right here and he's like, fuck you, show me your license. Show me your license, you live here? And he was in the car grabbing at me. He was like, show me your license, show me your license, show me your fucking license. <laughs> and then um, it was like, it was, and I just sat there frozen. I was like, not showing my license and then the uber driver drove away and he goes he goes i'm so sick of this like the nypd like whenever they're doing something crooked they just shut down a street whenever there's something they don't want you to see they'll just shut down streets uh that's the story i told spencer i think it's an amazing story that needed to be podcast okay but uh, but and then like next 24 hours i uh i was hanging out with a harmontown fan and there was a homeless guy on a bench and he was like calling her a cunt and a whore and stuff so i was like oh okay i got a dose of the new york city thing um you were saying where's a cop when you need him (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah spencer is all right why are you using the c word for this lovely young lady spencer is you know very active in the uh, the uh, awareness of police brutality. <laughs> Spencer hates cops. No, we, we all do. Like, I thought I did. I mean, Spencer. I think I hate cops less than I portray, to be honest. I just, their crimes need to be publicized. Yeah. I, 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 think that, I think that probably you and I would both That's agree that there's probably, I don't know, there's a good chance if there's 200 people in the theater, one of them might be a cop. And he's and probably a good cop might by be the a, numbers. might be a really great guy. I might, like, hang out and and, and talk and be a human being and, and actually be a wonderful person. And I, I, I bet, like, cops by default do wonderful things. Yeah, all one of my best friends is a cop. Um, the, the, uh, I, but there, 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 I mean, I think that the general, the general way in which we approach the policing of humanity is flawed. Yeah, it could be better. <laughs> and it is expressed in individual moments through a random person who has been given either too much or too little power in some situation and is expressing his grief with that in a really inappropriate way. Uh, uh, the, the, the system is broken, definitely. Um, I personally don't like the idea that uh, insurance is somehow involved in law. I, I have a big problem with the in- incredibly intricate, weird braiding of capitalism and government. I, I think it's weird that we have these papers called insurance in our glove boxes, and if you don't have them, you're not allowed to drive, and a guy with a gun could pull you over and tap on your window and ask to see proof that you're sponsored by a corporation to drive in case you collide with another corporate-sponsored individual. And I don't like the fact that when we have a problem with this stuff, everyone defaults to these human like issues and says, like, well, have you ever been hit by a person that doesn't have insurance? Because it really sucks. My brother's spine got all fucked up, and the other driver didn't have insurance, and it's fucked up. I'm like, no, that's not proof that we need to exist in a flawed system. That's just you saying it sucks that a system sucks. Like, and and, and that United flight shit when you go, uh, uh, oh, yeah, everyone overbooks their flights because they're all fucked up. And then people are tweeting at me like, oh, all, all airlines overbook their flights because, because of no-shows. It, it, like we, we criminalize the human population. We constantly like look at each other as the problem. How could we be the problem? 
we're the fucking end and beginning of it all. Like we we invented systems so that we could be who we are. How could we ever be the problem? Why are we constantly looking at each other and saying like, hey, yeah, you know why they have to do that? Because uh, some people will come on your door. Like, you, ever, you, you know, it's for door comers. They have to do that. It's like, it's like if, the, if a hotel, like if we went into a hotel and there was like, you couldn't get into the bathroom without like unzipping a zipper or like calling for permission to go pee. Like, like you might as well live it. And it's like, and we go like, oh, why do we have to do that? And they go, Ugh, you know about door comers? <laughs> like Spencer had somebody come on his door. No, we don't live in that. Like, like Spencer had to go into a bathroom and he had to look at come on his bathroom door. And it's like, oh, it's something that happened to him. Like, like we could, you, anyone can pretend, anyone can bring up some weird scenario. Where it's like, oh no, humans are the criminals. Humans are the bad people. Humans are the things you need to defend against. Fucking, are you kidding me? Systems are the things you need to defend against. Those things will fuck you over. Those things aren't human, therefore cannot fail. They will only get better at being systems. Like, people are, are only good at being people. They will only ever get weaker and weaker as their systems get more and more successful. You have to guard against systems. You have to be skeptical of them. You have to look at politicians and say, you're probably full of shit. I don't care how much you impress me. You are always probably full of shit. If you represent anything, you must be full of shit. I will assume that first, and you can impress me later. And yet we don't do that in our comment sections and all this stuff. We always, like, blame each other we're always so angry at each other for being poor and being fallible and being human we get so mad we go like you know these fuck faces these fucking bad assholes and we're like talking about our neighbors we're talking about each other it drives me nuts it makes me want to punch you all in the face because you're all assholes um uh, uh well i i think you're like you're taught to hate your neighbor like your neighbor makes too much noise you call the cops your neighbor's tree grows over your yard you call the cops and by the way the cops never show up and the tree situation never gets rectified yeah. but you get conditioned that that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to tell on your neighbor to the yeah. teacher you're not supposed to go work it out with them you're supposed to call this number the number never fucking solves anything it doesn't solve anything but you that's the only thing you're supposed to do because if you got along with your neighbors like if you you policed your own block like you and you saw cops doing that's called shit. anarchy yeah that yeah it's called terrorism yeah that's exactly. not allowed that's not government we that's should. not uh, that, that doesn't work if your block had its own identity if you were the 1700 block of fifth street and nothing came between your neighbors and you, the outside world that's called fucking sovereignty. That's called like self-actualization of a community. That's what gang members get right, because like they take over blocks and cops won't go there. Cops won't go there. We're advocating everything that will get us arrested. Yeah. Uh, we should yes. all just let our neighbors coast where they want to coast. That's why this great city of Austin is so great. Houston. Oh shit. I, I, I have a uh, I have a scientific question for the three of you. Just in time. The uh, the the come on the door like you 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 saw the come on the door. Um, I I don't I don't ejaculate. You don't. I don't. Um, and I, I don't know if I would. It's not something that would stick out to me in the same way that when you learn a new word you hear it all the time. Like stick out. am I. Do you see come on things all the time? I've, am I've, I going to start seeing come on things? And I think gonna... you, we all come on things at an early age, and so it's easy to recognize when you're coming on things all the time. I think, it, yeah, I think but that's But I mean, correct. like, at the hotel room, are you like, oh, cool, come? Or, like, on the stage? Or, like, I mean, Not is it cool. everywhere? And, like, what, no, no, where no. does it stop? And well, you know the whole blacklight thing? 
like when you run a blacklight over a hotel room, you can it's, spot semen, and it's, it's like all, a, an right, epidemic. Spencer's situation the was, it was, it was just it was just it was there. a hard copy. I'm wondering if I see it and I think it's like uh, plaster of Paris or something. I because I think you know when you see it. I don't know. It can you can mistake it for a few things like I don't know like old clear shower gel or <laughs> maybe. God, an I do. I do. I, I see that. I, I I know that I have I've been in bathrooms and hotels before and been like ah oh, they really should control their their. Uh, Come. <laughs> yeah. I think I I I think just. Dustin said it exactly right. It's uh, did you say it? It's it's yeah. when you have a vague memory from when you're a little kid and you're coming 900 times a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's when you're coming inappropriately, <laughs> and you come in weird places, <laughs> so you actually do remember <laughs> what it looks like when it's on and what it looks like. I can spot come from 500 feet away. <laughs> but I think as you get older, you come less and less, and you also <laughs> you come in more appropriate places. Uh, and so you, like and you don't actually. I mean, you, you'd you'd have to go to like a. I yeah. I don't. Well, now I'm gonna get into a. Weird, say it. Say it. No, say no, no. It. I don't, I don't, do I don't, it. No, I was gonna go down a road of like, where would you see twelve year olds come? I don't know. Why, why, why Through your they, own eyes. I don't know. <laughs> in school. Okay. I don't know what situation you'd be in. Well, uh, this is what happens when you bring me on stage. We're talking about twelve year old come. All right. Well, Dustin, okay. will you will you stay up here and uh, play D and D with us? Wow, this is crazy. Yeah, sure. All right. This is insane. Let me check the recorder. Okay. One second. And uh, we need we need one more person to play D and D. Is there somebody who's? Do, what's the category? What do we do? We want to? Uh, uh, I mean, do we pick someone randomly? This is my worst nightmare. This is what I hate about. Uh, well, I I mean, people there there's some people where I don't know. Yeah, pick someone. Well, I know. I just but it's it's hard to pick people randomly, and and I feel like a weird Baptist revival. Like, <laughs> I I. I uh, I hate I hate choosing because then you're not choosing other people and I don't know what criteria to use. Do you want me to choose, Spencer? How would you choose if you were to choose? All right, hold on. I, I'm I'm closing my eyes and I'm feeling the Spencer's audience. Spencer is using his audience dousing rod. Who's behind this hand? Oh shit! It's that guy. What guy? That guy. That guy standing yep. up. I'm okay. sorry, everybody. Right. I'm really sorry. Well, he ripped off that bandage. What is your name? Nick. Nick, everybody. Nick. Okay, we're going to do a thing really quick, though. Good job, Nick. Everyone that had your hand raised, raise your hand again. Okay. What's your name? Nikki. What's your deal? Uh, nothing. Awesome. How do you know when you're finished? All right. <laughs> Hello, sir. What's your name? Luis. What's the best thing about you? Uh, I have depression and I do improv. You have depression and you do improv? I was preparing for a different question. Oh, no, I know. I, I didn't mean to go around and put everybody on the spot. I just, I just wanted to touch everybody's soul. Like, uh, just say anything. Uh, Kerbobalicious, doobidlooby, boop, boop, boop. Holy shit, he really does do improv. Okay. <laughs> Hello, what's your name? Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Uh, anything you want to say? I miss home. You miss home? You're from California. Yeah. What part of California? Orange County. Orange County. Oh, well, this is fine. You're fine in Houston. <laughs> what's your name? I'm Seth. No, no, no Hi, Seth. Hi, I'm uh, also from Milwaukee. Oh, from Milwaukee. Okay. Shorewood. Oh, okay. Well, you're better off in Houston. Okay. <laughs> this is easy. I'm Tim. My parents got divorced today. Oh, your parents got divorced today? Well, broke the news 
my mom broke the news to my dad. My dad, you asshole. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, All good right. for your mom. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're still pretty young. How old are you? 23. But yeah. I'm going to pay for my car because it's under my dad's insurance and I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> How much do you have left to pay on it? It's five grand of damage. Five grand? Jesus Christ, can't you just leave it on a street somewhere? and? <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah, but then you can't get another car. All right, tough times for, what's his name? All right. <laughs> dad's a cheating asshole. What's up with you? I'm Michael, and I want to see if Spitzer will use my dice for D&D. Oh, this, yeah. this guy it. wants you to use his dice for I'll D&D. I'll do it, yeah. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Your name's Michael? All right. Speaking of coming on doors. Michael's dice. If, if, you, if, you, if you print Michael's dice in the right font, that could win an Oscar as a screenplay. <laughs> Michael's dice. <laughs> if, if Michael's terminally ill, that could be a fantastic. Denzel Washington is the uncle that comes up with a cure. Um, Michael's dice. And the winner is Toby Smith for Michael's dice. Uh, what's your name? Isaiah. Isaiah. That's like a, just a plural of a, of a regular name. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Your, your parents are like, should, your dad was like, should we name him Isaiah? And your mom's like, not important enough. He's like, how about Isaiah? <laughs> that, that's exactly what happened. All right. What's, what's going on with you? What are you, what are you got the pulpit. Oh, um, well, my friend Matt couldn't show up, so I just want to say hi to Matt. Um, he had to go to work. I told him to skip work, but he Matt, said, no, you fucking he suck. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was hoping somebody would say something like that. <laughs> Where's Matt work? Uh, he works at Kroger. Kroger? Yes, yeah. What do they do? They sound like they're an evil corporation. They are. They, they, they sell groceries and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's not... Oh, Kroger! Like, uh, Kroger, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah Leonard, Leonard gets his groceries there on Community. Uh, but he calls it Kroger's because he's old. You like that? That Leonard uh, food food reviews? Come on, you're a big fan of Community. I, I just, yeah. Leonard likes this. Remember that? Remember the Leonard food review? Come on, I'm really proud of. It. Come on, come on, it's fantastic. Uh, what's what's happening with you? Uh, I I'm a teenager, and I think I'm like the only teenager here for some reason. But. And uh, your conversation was very uncomfortable. Your, your, Mike, our co- Mike. Your cum conversation was very uncomfortable. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, our cum conversation made this teenager uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> like you're not coming right now. Uh, I know. It's, 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 it's for obvious reasons, and we don't feel sorry for you. Bust a nut! <laughs> it's only uncomfortable because you're Bust living it. the dream. Uh, for the rest of us, it's just nostalgia. <clears throat> no, sorry, kid. Uh, I, 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 I'm sure uh, if you if you if you sued the show for warping your brain, my lawyer's first evidence would be everything on the internet. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird weird conversation. All right. What do you want me to talk? Yeah. Well, any anything you want. I've just got the mic in your face. All right. Yeah. I just want to say I really like Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Season two's coming soon. Uh, what, 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 what do you hope I didn't do wrong? Uh, no, that's a dumb question. I'm really nervous <laughs> I fucked up the second season. No, I, I know I nailed the first season, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm really worried about the second season. I'm always worried about everything. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. You guys are right. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And it'll be great. You saw, the, you saw one of the animatics at the convention and you liked it. It's fine. You guys will be fine. 
All right, what's happening over here? I'm Thomas. Uh, speaking of Rick and Morty, can I, uh, we just give me Justin Roiland's phone number? I just want to say hi to him. I can't, I mean, I'm not, uh, yeah, he, he, no, you can't have Justin Roiland's phone number. Because <laughs> I would cut it on my profits. Uh, did, so, did someone tap me on the back and, uh, oh, I thought somebody, oh, you were comforting me, okay. Because you're sitting next to the coming kid? All right. Dan, for the podcast listeners, is walking through every single aisle, probably about 20 aisles, I'm a man combing in the crowd. It's easy to do at the Alamo Draft House because they have these nice, beautiful, luxuriant aisles. What's happening here? I'm Ryan, too. All right. Ryan, too. He's an android from the... Uh, <laughs> the Crab Nebula. What's, what's on your mind? Uh, good luck on your marriage. I've been divorced twice, so... Awesome. Is there is there a mistake as a so as a sec, uh, person who's made uh, we don't want to call it a mistake. I mean, you followed your heart. You you did. Uh, is there something that you did that we cannot do? Uh, I, I like the metaphor about building the the space together. That's what you got to do. Thinking about it as a third entity, as our couples therapist said, it, it, you got you and you got the other person. Those are individuals. They can be fucked up. They can they they're whatever. There's this third thing that's like a bank or a company. It's an LLC. You invest in it. Yeah, Kroger's. <laughs> it's, it's a little Kroger's that you, you go to and you both, yeah, that's what we're working on. Do you, do you, do you, do, do your two divorces, do you ever think like, oh man, one of those, I, I really fucked up. I, I, I could have, like, like, do you think, or do you think, oh good, I'm glad both of those marriages are over? Oh, jeez. You only uh, have those two choices. How old are you? Uh, 38. What was with the first divorce where you're like, I'm going to get married again? Uh, the, <laughs> the first, uh, the first, the second marriage was the one that I thought was going to be the real one. The inventory? Be, no, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, first one was, uh, the first one was I was a little young. The second one was like, oh, I think I know what I'm doing now. I got a tattoo now. I got a convertible. Now I'm getting married. I got full control. And then you're like, wait, what? A woman? <laughs> yeah. Might work out the way I planned. Right. So what, what, what's that? Do the two of them coupled together, like both of these experiences, do you have any wisdom as a 38-year-old twice divorcee? Uh, don't. Oh, Jesus. Don't get married, I think you were about to say. No, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say I have no wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Try again. And, and how long were your divorces? Like, how long did it take to officially... Between one and the next, or between... No, each divorce, like, how long... My parents divorced for nine years. Oh, pr pretty quick, about, like, six months. Six months? Yeah. All right, that's efficient. I just want to recap. The guy, the guy who's been married twice says, you, you just got to try again. <laughs> that's his secret. It could be looked at as the secret to a happy marriage or the secret to perpetual divorce. <laughs> it could be that just trying again is the problem. Yeah, the, yes, the, the, I've been married, I've been divorced seven times. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. And then Jeff says, you keep getting married. Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm trying to quote my own show, and I'm like, I'm a, I, I, I've turned to the Stan Lee. I gotta, all right, uh, all right. A couple more rows here. I think this is working out really well. I like. I like. I'm Grant. Um, I'm talking to uh, my buddy that I grew up with, Casey Rupp. He's oh, friend of mine. Yeah, he told me. He specifically told me not to name drop him, but we've been talking about how cool it is that Dustin's up on stage, and uh, so I want to apologize for name dropping him. But also, good to see you, man. 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Casey Reps, a friend of Starburns. He works family. at Starburns. He's an amazing guy. He's a he's a Harmontown feral fanatic. And he, he's helped me. Brother, I I, hey Dan, I just had my one year anniversary at Starburns. Thank you so much for for allotting no me a problem. job there. No, hey, no problem. It's my pleasure. I like to give back to the community, not in any actual philanthropic way that would benefit <laughs> sick people. But <laughs> why is Casey not flown out here? Uh, oh, well, because Casey's human garbage. What are you talking about? What, what do you mean, why is Casey not flown out here? Why is, a, why, 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 why is the uh, doorman at Trump Tower not flown out for a, <laughs> Donald Trump's birthday? <laughs> fucking Donald's got a birthday to focus on. All right. <clears throat> What's up? I'm Nick. I just wanted to give the dice guy an opportunity to rethink. It seems like Spencer's really good at spotting cum. <laughs> what? What? This guy used his access to the microphone to do a pretty good callback. <laughs> he just wants to warn you, Spencer, that... Well, no, he wants to warn the guy that gave you his dice that, that, that if there is cum on the dice... Sorry to the teenager who's apparently traumatized by all talk of cum and has somehow mysteriously worked his way into a, 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 a cum conversation w- warehouse... Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll find out. Spencer's going to open the dice and we'll see what's on them. Hello. Hello, I'm Kelly. Hi. How, uh, what's on your mind? Just being here. <laughs> did, you, did you have your hand up or am I, like, accosting you? I, I had it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything, like, I don't know, is there anything pushing on your frontal lobe that you want to come out of your mouth? <laughs> Too soon to say the word come. <laughs> Us ladies don't do that, you know. We don't, we don't come, remember? You don't come, you come, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is there, anything, is there anything that you wanted to share? Um, oh, gosh. Um, no, I guess All right, just raising your hand just to, yeah, just. Hey, it was, you Dan, know. you missed two down here, just so you know. I, I'm coming back that Hit way. Hit that back oh, row. That's cool. Okay, I got, I got one more, I got a couple of stragglers. I, just, I don't understand, she had her hand up and then. I'll be confused about that for the next three years. Hello. Hello, I'm Adam. What's going on? I'm just sitting here, you know. My yeah, another one of these. What? The- <laughs> I, I, I got more. My my arms really tired, but not because I was jacking off like the teenager over there. Hmm. What in the world? I, I, no That's why people I thought are in the his back. arms were tired. Well, what? But okay, so the preamble is your arms tired. Okay, now the microphone's in your face. That's a new condition. What are? How are you going to deal with that? Oh, I don't know. See, what happened was I had something planned, and then I forgot what it was while I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. McGathy, you're all right. (laughs) Sound bites are... I'm back on board. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I'm coming back down. We got a couple stragglers. It was nice. I like that. I was able to ease my social anxiety. I also like that the way this cinema is designed, you actually have... I can be like Donahue. <laughs> D- Donahue was a This is the dream of Harmonson. <sighs> What's happening with you? Hi. Um, first of all, I don't remember what I was going to ask. He was going to ask something, and he said he has a joke prepared. Please speak in the microphone. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. She's shriveling up into her friend's armpit. What's on your mind? 
I had uh, two friends who really wanted to be here tonight, but unlike teenagers, they couldn't come. (laughs) (laughs) He had a bit. All right. Okay. He's been waiting 20 minutes for that. (laughs) You know what I think might have happened there is that they're like, everyone raise your hand. We'll cast a wide net. Well, you told people to keep their hands up. But you didn't say why, and then you just started doing Dan, stuff to him. Don't you think it's don't you think it's implied that if you have your hand up, the microphone is going to be in your face, and you're going to be accountable to the public after the fourteenth person? Yeah, yeah, I do think yeah. It so don't applied. you think if the sixteenth person is like, "Hey, uh, how do you tell a three-legged Pollock from an octopus?" Uh, and everyone's please. like, "How?" And they're like, "I forgot." Don't you think they deserve to be booed? Uh, m- maybe no, not booed. No, right. no, not booed. Nobody should be bullied. But what are you going to do? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Can you reveal anything about the next Rixty Minutes episode? Uh, the next Rixty Minutes episode. Rixty Minutes episode being the, the, the format of the episode is that Justin goes in the VO booth and uh, makes up uh, crazy shit and then we tr- animate things to try to make sense around it. Uh, what can I reveal about the next one? Uh, not much. Uh, they, they're watching TV again, so there's... I can't, I can't really reveal anything about it. So uh, let's let's uh, enter uh, the best part of the show. Let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Now there's some. We, we I, say, so we were we so were Nick, in. Sorry, sweetie. What? Nothing. I was going to do the same thing you were going to do. Uh, we were in San Francisco and then we were in Austin and those podcasts haven't even aired yet. So even though on one hand you guys have to actually listen to the narration which Spencer always luxuriously provides on the, uh, the, the good news is as you probably know uh, we move about five feet per podcast episode <laughs> so th- there's not that much catching up to do but uh, yeah just uh, in case you're you're basing it on the last podcast episode you listened to we've done two since alright that's all that's what you're going to say right uh, Dustin why don't you play Quark well, I have okay. the sheets. Just uh, just pass them out top to bottom style. Okay, cool. I think that makes well, sense. I'd like to play uh, Dignity. Yeah. My character, yeah. I'd love you to play Dignity. Thank you, Spencer. Out. I, I forgot. What's your name, sir? Uh, Nick. 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 Nick is playing Krista Berg. There you go. Okay, cool. And Aaron, do you have music? Or I, we do. Gonna... I do. I okay. do have music. Cool. Thank oh, you. Snap, there you go. There Quark go. and Dignity, my betrothed. Oh, shit. When we last met, our heroes had found themselves in a mausoleum. Striking out from Rosebook, the party was on the road to Fornheim, the frozen city, to confront Admiral Darkstar once again. Burning with passion, but devoid of directionality, our gang ran into a child known as Lil Baskins, a scrappy and industrious chap who offered to guide the party through the wilderness and lead them to Fornheim. Quark traded his greatsword for the boy's stick, which turned out to be a magical weapon. Lil Baskins warned of highwaymen and took a detour through a graveyard. There, Dignity tried to get to know the boy, who was suspiciously uncomfortable with discussing his life, leading the gang to suspect he may be a ghost. Confronting the boy, he revealed his ghastly past, and after an emotional bonding experience, decided to trust the little ghost, even as he led them into a dank crypt. But where were they going? Was Lil Baskins really trustworthy? And how would going into an underground mausoleum get them into the Northern Highlands? Find out next on an all-new Harmontown! I mean, I, I, 
I, I, I, one of the most frustrating things about doing this three-city tour without it being podcast is I, I really want to tweet about how much I love Little Baskins. <laughs> Such a great, fun character's name to say. Little Baskins. It's great, right? Yeah, so it's like this little newsy kid that we met in a town, and it turned out he's a ghost, I, like, right? But you guys were pretty cool with him. Yeah. He's a ghost, he's, yeah. He's we, going we, to guide us. Yeah, and so now we're going into a mausoleum. To, yeah, okay. That's what's happening. You already explained it. You're in an overstocked graveyard. You see gray tombstones stabbing out of the sickly green glass. Oh, shit. Grass? Let me give you that guy's dice. Sorry. I, I'll need that. Look at him. Look, look for cum. As well as you see the sun <laughs> burning through the, gris, uh, the misty gray cloud cover. A large mausoleum stands sentry over the legions of gravestones in the yard. Its heavy stone doors completely ajar. Cold darkness lies inside. Little Baskins, uh, is this uh, a shortcut you take to the great beyond? Yeah, we have to go through here so we avoid all those highwaymen that I warned us about earlier. We trust you, Little Baskins. Thanks, man. Little Baskins, when you were alive, did you come a lot? No, I, I was... Wait, what does that mean? Oh, sorry. Uh, what no. age is Little Baskins, like, permanently? Uh, he looks about uh, 12. Okay. So he... Sharpie, uh, as a paladin, I'm going to ask you to keep your distance from Little Baskins. No, I shouldn't be talking to him about No, I, this. We, we don't need to discuss it. We'll, we'll, we can talk about it later. I think you okay. should just keep your distance... I'll just go. I'll just go behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're walking through the. I mean, do you you were outside of a mausoleum. We we. All right, we I follow. Little I, I, I follow as well. All right. <laughs> what about the rest you, you of you? Yeah, I'm gonna follow. Just making sure. Dustin? I'm going to. I'm going just for uh, for I'm safety. Gonna, everybody's walking through the door. Yeah. I'm going to stand outside the door and just kind of keep watch, but I'm not going to enter the room. Nice. Cool. cool. Yeah, you don't have to coast if you don't want to. Thank I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to draw my sword. I'm just going to have my my sword out as we're walking through the Is that what a neutral milk hotel would do? Is that, <laughs> is that why you do Razzed. <laughs> razzed. You getting razzed. All right. So uh, you enter the mausoleum. Inside you see, amid the darkness, several statuettes, each about a foot high, bordering an ornate brick pathway that leads to a large five-foot sculpture of a robed female holding a wide, shallow dish as if an offering. Mm. Worst mausoleum ever. They're supposed to just be little rooms with dead people. Uh, I, I inspect the statue and see if I can read anything. Uh, there's no inscription, but the, the woman looks to be maybe 20 years old. And she's a statue. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I look inside the gold dish that she's holding. There's nothing. Also, it's not gold. I don't know where you got that. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought I heard you. I don't know. I don't remember saying okay. that. Little Baskins, uh, who, who, is this, who is this woman with this, with this empty, non-gold bowl? I don't know. There's no inscriptions anywhere on this mausoleum. Hmm. Well, Baskins... You, do you just pass through the mausoleum, or do you don't know what it's for? Well, I mean, we're using it as a passageway. That's more important than who was buried here to me right now. So usually you just keep walking? You don't usually stop and look at this shit? Well, I did, but like I said, there's no inscriptions anywhere. You can't really learn anything. There's just pictures. I don't know. But I'm saying the fact that we're stopped here right now instead of just continuing moving, it's only because we have curiosities, not because you wanted to stop. 
Oh, well, no, we got to close all the doors uh, before we can proceed. Which doors? The doors to the outside of the mausoleum. Oh, the, our hipster friend is still waiting outside. Uh, I, 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 I stroll in. <laughs> really cool. Okay. And then I lean against the wall and I light a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, Quark loves cigarettes. He, she knows. Or he. Okay. So, um, just clarification, I'm looking at these gained items. Yeah. Robot baby plus power unit. Yeah. The power unit is inside the baby. It's powering him. Okay, so it's like, you know, life force, I guess. Yeah, like it's batteries. Okay. Like it's power unit. And the gold dish is to sort of put it there? It sure is. It's not gold, though. It's... Well, I'm going off... <laughs> I know, I know. I somehow... I no, somehow, it's... I don't worry about it. I somehow projected goldness onto this dish. Well, maybe I, it should have been gold. I, I don't I, I, I'm, I, But I am looking at the... Uh, the woman has... in this. It's a statue of a woman, and she's holding this ball. I just... I'm curious. I'm looking with my... I know I'm only a wizard, but I'm kind of looking just with a layman's eye at the statue, particularly the relationship of the dish to the woman's hands. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm obviously, like, looking at this, like, wondering, is, is this a situation where you put something in the dish and something happens? It, it, there doesn't seem to be any kind of joints or seams, so if, unless it, it might be magical, um, in a, but unless it's magical, it doesn't seem like it moves. How many carrots is the dish? <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking carrot was like a unit measurement of length or something. <laughs> um, gold. It was a gold. Can I kind of like against the wall? I'm kind of like sneaking around the room, examining for any items or or um, inscriptions or anything at all that would have a clue. There's no inscriptions. <laughs> I said that, but you do find a small key. It's rusted and made of iron. Put that shit in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it in the bowl. <laughs> All right, I pick it up and I drop it in the bowl and I walk away and I lean against the wall and I smoke a cigarette. That sounds like a, a, t- a t-shirt they would sell at Spencer's Gifts. Uh, put that shit in the bowl. <laughs> All right, you do those things and you're smoking, but nothing seems to be happening. Okay. I, uh, Will Baskins is like, we need to close the doors to All right, proceed. I, uh, uh, gentlemen, I, I am closing the doors. But be careful. Because once the doors are closed, we'll be in pitch darkness, and you can't light any lights. Why is that, Lil Baskins? Because the ghost way doesn't appreciate that sort of thing. The ghost way? Yes. Way, W-A-Y, or W-H-E-Y, like the ghost way. way. Protein. <laughs> Sorry. Is that like a... Uh, the ghost pass? porridge hates this. Is that like a pass or like a... Code, you know, uh, like no, the it's ghost way, go the ghost way. And it's more of like a, like a like a path. Okay. Right. A ghost take occasionally. I mean, it's a physical path. You know, uh, can I try sense motive on little yeah. Baskins? He uh, he seems to be cared caring for your uh, well being. Is his okay. motive? He seems like a cool kid. All right. Well, I I respect uh, your culture. Um, <laughs> In the culture of the undead, so gentlemen, let's let's keep our uh, torches unlit, and anything else you have that lights up, let's not light it. I'm going to uh, close these doors. How many doors are there? There's just the two. Okay. All right. Because I can't get past the significance of this bowl, <laughs> I just I'm just gonna sit in it. 
while the door is closed. You feel a rusty key under your butt. <laughs> if Dan had a dollar. Um, right, I have, I, I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I have sorry, trap are we sense. Are going to do some street art? <laughs> I have trap sense plus two. I just want to detect any traps in the doors or the bowl with the key in it. You look around for traps, but you don't find anything. Okay, we're clear, guys. Have you, tried, have you tried parkour? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my shoes? Of course I have. All right, live uh, show Do you only. want someone to gram you uh, while the lights go out? No, it was the whole thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, it what was hashtag great. do you want to use for the lights going out? <laughs> lights off gram. Okay. Hashtag thanks Obama. <laughs> thanks Obama. So right. you're sitting in the bowl still? Uh, yeah, I am sitting in the bowl. All right, yeah. Cool. Um, um, All Dignity right. closes the doors, and after they close. Quack, quack. <laughs> oh, Wait, why are you quacking? What? <laughs> no, that was the doors closing. Oh, flap, oh. flap. Oh, too, too close. <laughs> Two doors. Figured out what the bowl is. Oh no. Oh, oh god. I didn't. Okay. You gotta eat that mic though if you're gonna have like passing yeah. thoughts. Eat it. Yeah. yeah. Closer. Like this. Closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah like don't, that. Don't exactly. be afraid to almost kiss it. Just. Oh. Yeah. You love that mic. I mean, not. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. But you're great. Mic, you're doing great. Nick. Mic's, it's like an yeah, yeah. ice cream cone that you can't eat. Yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was thinking like once the doors close, maybe it lights up or something. But then maybe. I maybe maybe, but you wish. Yeah. I don't, I, once the doors close, we're in pitch black. Why yeah. would if the lights came on? Why would that even be a thing as a dungeon know. master that you would write? Like, of course that's not going to happen. That's just convenience. The doors close and a light comes on. Oh, good. I read a book. You read a book. <laughs> Dan, can, can you describe a scenario where you can't eat an ice cream cone that you're holding in your hand? But you still need to keep it close to Yeah, but to you, you have to keep it close to your face. Yeah. No, you, you want to keep it close. I'm, I'm using his, I'm, I'm saying to him, like, like I understand don't what you're be saying. afraid of the mic. Yeah, yeah I just like, want to... Think wanna... of it like an ice cream cone. Of course you can't eat it. I don't want him to lick it the whole time. No one wants to do that. I'm just saying, like, hold it as close as you would if it was made of ice cream. That way you'll always have it close enough. Okay. Because <laughs> he's a very witty, he's saying a lot of funny I, things. My, the mic is away from Are we in the game right now? Sorry? Are we in the game? We're still yeah. in the game. All right, so yeah. the, doors, Just, uh, the doors have closed. Dan's sitting on a, uh, on a key inside a bowl. You hear the grinding stone of something moving. Dan, you feel under your butt movement as as you feel yourself slide, perhaps laterally, to the left or some other direction. <laughs> nice. Uh, does does my low light vision work in this scenario? No. If you does, if does anyone have dark vision? I light a torch. No. God no. Damn it. Don't Are wait. You wait. You what? Why? What happened? Because the ghost's way the, doesn't you're like You're disrespecting it. their culture. The ghost way. W h e y. Are you yeah, fucking the ghost kidding pudding. me? No, come on. We we trusted the kid that we, we have okay, no reason I, to I, break I, the rules. I hold it up, and then I put it out, and I lean against the wall with my <laughs> Lego. Okay, so you light the torch. No, he never did. No, no, I never did. I, I oh. go to do it. Oh, and you then took it out. And, okay. They give me a look, and then I, and I but I still act I mean, cool is about that it. cheating? Because he said that he lit the torch. No, well, I just thought he, I thought his second thing was after lighting the torch, I put it out. He didn't do anything. All right, oh, if fuck. you say so. Yeah. He's not even... Not even He's a doing a great, Dusty. For this Everybody modulium. clap for Dustin. 
Don't That's sad. No, don't encourage him. I'm depressed. That's sad. It's good. <laughs> it's good applause. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. So so Sharpie is is moving to the left. We hear a grinding noise. Yep. I call out. I'm sitting in the bowl and I'm moving to the left. Yeah, that's that's the doorway. It's opening up. All right, I Thanks. I move I move towards where I know the statue is and I and I grab onto Sharpie's foot. All right, you do that. Something's touching my foot. It's me. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're just gonna want to go down these stairs here. If you want to get off of that statue, can we see them? No, you can't see anything. You're in pitch darkness. Do we have to hold each other? Well, you might want to figure that out, yeah, because otherwise, who knows what'll happen. All right, I, I, take out, I take out my, uh, my rope, I tie it around my waist, and I, and I pass it to Sharpie. All right, well, let's, let's pass this uh, through the group. So little Baskins, are you corporeal? Um, not very. I mean, I can occasionally, but no. I do have low-light vision. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's too dark for low light. God no, damn it! No light. Wait, what? You make that sound again? What? You made the sound again? I, it was an accident. It's a computer okay. noise. I chastise you. Chastise. All right. So are we? Are we down? <laughs> Christopher, what do you? What, what are you? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get through. I think the cloak thing would be a good idea. But climbing downstairs, if the person in front falls, everybody falls. Right. So was, I think you just described Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> or one of the problems of Bitcoin. One of many. I'm kidding. I just. <laughs> <laughs> or one of the uh, other ones. I don't know why I say I'm kidding. Uh, Dan Harmon uh, collapses Bitcoin with a joke. <laughs> um, I, I, well, yeah, little Baskins. Uh, I think what we're going to have to have you do because you're an audio-only presence is you're going to have to keep going. Uh, little Baskins, like, like, or say, you're, you're gonna have to keep saying something so we can follow you. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, uh, the, that's what I was gonna oh, say. say. Thanks Marco. for making yeah. it sound like I wasn't thinking it up myself. I appreciate Ooh. that. Oh. I thought it was really clever if I would have just came up with Marco on the spot. I'm uh, sorry. Jesus. What? Follow me. Nah, Marco. Well, <laughs> why would well, little Baskins, these are, are these are these not standard stairs? No, they're just stairs. But right, I, I feel confident that I can walk down the stairs in right. total darkness. <laughs> yeah, I I, I am uh, I walk pretty well. I think. All right, well, just charge ahead right. then. Right, you walk do down the stairs successfully. Bam! Wow. What do the rest of you guys do? Well, I, in a meta sense, I'm getting a drink. Uh, I'll creep down behind her, like, like crouching, but I'm, I'm pretty scared of the dark. Yeah, you are. That happens. You're downstairs too. Are you guys tied together or not? Uh, I, I want to do the so. rope thing. I, I, I think the rope thing is a good idea. Who was doing the rope thing? Um, I, I was. Okay. Well, then I, I guess that means I followed you down the stairs. All right. I grab hold of the rope in the like middle part. Yeah, I'm going to grab the end. Okay. You're down the stairs. I have the key still clenched in my buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> that will come up. So uh, Lil Baskins is down there, and he's like, hey, just yeah, follow the sound of my voice. Oh, also, just be aware that this path that we're on is only about 10 feet wide, and there's no railings, and I think it's bottomless. What you think? Yeah, I thought you'd, you've been down this way before, Lil Yeah, Baskins. but I usually don't fall off. 
what at what point is it bottomless? There's an end of the stairs, and it's a bottomless or or it's a endless stairwell. No, it goes to a it goes to a, a regular path. Does little Baskins have any any temperature? Like, do I when you're close to him, do you feel cold or anything? Uh, Does he smell like spirits? Not as far as you know. No. Everything that everyone has said for the last five minutes is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. All right. Marco. Polo. 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 Marco. Polo. 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 How do we know this, everyone? You feel the ground shift under your feet and give Ooh. way. Ah! Yeah. Ground shifting. Dignity and uh, Chris DeBerg uh, fail to dive out of the way, although Quark and Sharpie manage to avoid, avoid their fate. You guys fall 30 feet down and hit the ground. <laughs> Taking 13 damage apiece. Uh, uh. Uh, are you guys okay? Were we still tied together? No, I, I what I heard was that you're holding on. I was holding on. I have rope burns in my hand. Yeah. So but uh, are you guys okay? Ah. Uh. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Let me check my hit points. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. I think we found the bottom. Are you? Uh, are you? Are you? Are you safe up there? What? Uh, what do you? What do you see? We don't see anything. It's pitch yeah. dark. But but we heard a very modern uh, critical Splat. error of some kind. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a small passing of gas. Mm. Kind of what that sounds like. Mm. Are you guys coming? <laughs> um, not sure. Little Bastion, wh- where did our friends go? Can you Little go Baskins. down there? <laughs> Wait, what's it called? Baskins. Baskins. Like Sebastian. the store. But not. Why don't you do what you wish? Oh. Um, okay. Little Baskins, can you go down there and, and investigate for us? They fell down a pit. I mean, I can see. Fine. Yeah. What do you see down there? Oh, they didn't fall off that pit. This is a, this is a different pit. This is a much better pit to fall down. So it's not bottomless. It's like a No, this sm- one definitely is about 30 feet deep, it looks like. Okay. Uh, well, is the rope still down there? Can we just pull them up? Yeah, they're tied to a rope. Or, 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 uh, I'm you operating under me, the yes. assumption that they're just holding the rope. Right. I, I tied it around my still have the rope? Do you have the rope down there? Yeah. I okay. have the rope. We're going to pull up the rope. I have uh, 12 strength. <laughs> so it should be no problem. But what, what's down in the hole? Like, do we want to proceed down? What's down in the hole, you guys? I, uh, I, 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 I feel around. You feel small, uh, smooth walls and nothing else. Was this pit what lay ahead of us as if the path that we were on suddenly had a pit in it and yeah. we just didn't fall in and they did? No, it was a pit trap wherein the floor gives way and becomes oh. a pit. All right, let's get, the, go, get go them out of there. Go ahead and pull me out of the golden hole made of gold. <laughs> you do that. You're pulled out. We're pulling you up. You're You're successfully pulled out. That's what she said. Oh, Lil Baskin's like, I forgot. There's traps around here. I don't set them off. Okay. You're doing great. You're um, a ghost baby that can see. You're leaving four people that can't see. Yeah. And you're being very flippant and vague about everything. Um, I said I forgot. I mean, when you're a ghost, you don't set off traps. If I have a trap sense, can I do it in the dark? 
You can try, but it'll um, be worse. So we've moved past the hole in the floor, right? No, you're on the one side of the hole. Um, okay, so side. we need to get across this, but it's in pitch dark. So yep. can we throw, we tie the rope to something and throw it across and then just, I guess, climb across? You could do I, all sorts of things. Little baskets, can you float? Yeah. Can you carry a rope? No. Uh, we need to, yeah. Well, little baskets, can you describe? We want you to understand that as non ghost babies, we cannot see anything. I know. So we need to anchor this rope so yeah. we can get across. Can you tell us, be our eyes for us? Tell us, are there structures over there? To which we can anchor this rope if we could hit it with a with a grapple or something. There aren't. Uh, it's only eight feet wide. You could probably jump it. All right. I I uh, I still have the rope tied to my waist. I uh, I, I rev up. <laughs> I run towards the hole. This is a terrible. And I try to jump over the hole. Terrible idea. You fall in the hole. <laughs> you start you start to go down and you guys notice the rope. It's you know doing that thing that rope does when someone's falling yeah, down I, something. Yeah, it goes tout and starts pulling us. I, I I yeah, I pull it and we All right. You pull her to safety. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> Okay. Let's let's hey, funny thing. Um I've been looking at this sheet. Would goggles at night work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. All right. Thank you everybody for coming to Yes. What? Oh. Thank okay. you so much to Nick, Dustin Marshall, <laughs> our producer, Spencer Crittenden, and Dan Harmon. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you, Caroline and Tom Gray. Thank you. Yes. We'll be out there. I'll, I'll be out there at any rate. If, uh, yeah, for pictures, sign in. Feral Audio. I can't believe how cold it is. It's so cold. Are you fucking serious? Are you branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.